Hello and welcome back. Actually, this is going to be the first time that we are trying something out of our like wheelhouse, I guess. Like so, like out of our usual format, if you will, um, because we're doing three very similar movies. That honestly, I mean, I feel like I could pair. I have a pairing for one of them, but this is the easiest way to go. Um, and basically, uh, we're doing the three killer animatronic movies all simultaneously um, in uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. And then obviously, I mean, it's not a spoiler because you're, if you're looking at the episode description, you know what else we're doing. Uh, but Five Nights at Freddy's, Banana Splits movie, and uh, Willy's Wonderland. Um, and it's funny because like the whole thing that I was like, the whole reason I was, gonna, I was telling you at the start was like, I thought that I had a sense of how big um, Five Nights at Freddy's or FNAF, I use them simultaneously, which Rob thinks is hilarious, but like at this point, I've just given myself over to it because <laughs> it is children, children say FNAF and I just can't help myself anymore because uh, Zoe is constantly saying FNAF, so it's just easier. Um, but um, the like, I thought I had a handle on how big that was because I used to work at Best Buy like when it was relatively new and I remember seeing like the pops coming out, like the Funko Pops and like stuff like that. And like, so I had a guy, I was like, oh, this is a pretty big like cult thing. Like, okay, whatever. Um, it wasn't until that um, I, within like the last like several months of uh, spending a lot of time around Zoe and then also going to Comic-Con um, and like going to the Blumhouse panel that I realized actually how big Five Nights at Freddy's was as a franchise. And I was not surprised in the least when like it made like a kajillion dollars opening weekend. Um, whereas like a lot of our fellow horror nerds were very surprised. I was actually like, I'm actually surprised it didn't make Avengers money. Like from the way like these kids like talk about it, I was just genuinely shocked in that respect. But like it is legitimately what to to kids now what like the turtles or power rangers were to us yeah, <laughs> like yeah. no bullshit like like it, i i found it funny that uh when people were commenting on its second week take and it had like what 79 80% drop in yeah. box office and it was like oh like that's terrible and it's like it made like a billion dollars opening weekend, they are good. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like they are good. Like, and also for that matter, it was also on Peacock at the same time. So that was always going to happen. Like, it's like people were going to go to the theater opening weekend, but after opening weekend, if anyone that didn't see it was going to watch it on Peacock, anyway, that was always a forgotten conclusion, I think. Like, no, yeah. And like, I think like they, they were shocked that even though like it was on Peacock simultaneously, is like day and date. Um, that it made as much as it did. Like it only cost what twenty five million to make, and it made yeah seventy eight domestically and one hundred and thirty worldwide. And it's like, oh my god! Like, 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 yeah, this, this, this is this is a huge thing. And like, you know, uh, like it's, you know, what I'm saying it's like the, the the whole hoopla about the yeah, we're definitely gonna get into that. But like the whole hoopla was just like like people our age not understanding like yeah. why it made so much and it's like we get it you know what i'm saying yeah. you know it's it's me like like you said it's it's essentially to to kids nowadays but like power rangers and ninja turtles was to us you know what i'm saying where it was just like the biggest thing and like the, the movie coming out like i remember when uh the whole thing when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie was coming out, you know what I'm saying? It's like I remember 
that weekend uh it came out uh my my cousin and uh her boyfriend at the time who was not her husband uh took a bunch of us to the movies but they took us to see species and we were all mad because we wanted to see Power Rangers. And it was like in the next theater. And we were just like sitting there, like waiting to get into the theater to see species. And like, I was like, you're to... like the only kids who were like not trying to sneak into species that were trying to sneak out of species into Power Rangers. Like, yeah, like we wanted to see Power Rangers and shit. Then we're like, you know, say we send the species and we see boobies. And we're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Species has going for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, boobies, like. And I remember, um, uh, it was me, my cousin Eric, and uh, my 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 cousin's husband. He brought his nephews, and uh, one of them, like every time boobies got shown, he'd be like, "Boobies, boobies." He was very happy and excited that the boobies were on screen. And then, like, I remember during the the, the big uh, uh, sex scene, uh, we were all just sitting there giddy and shit. And and my cousin Annie was trying to cover me, my cousin Eric's eyes. <laughs> I was like, no, Annie, no, no, this that's fine, that's fine. You don't we're we're grown enough to see to see the sex. You know what I'm saying? She was and like, no, that matter, no, no. like what else was what what else is there to go to the species for? <laughs> like if we're being completely honest. That is true, that is true. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, we we both have uh um come to the conclusion that like regardless how we feel about the movie like it it it, it doesn't matter because it, it wasn't made for us we are not the target audience you know what i'm saying for five nights at freddy's but you know we decided uh to talk about it anyway because like it well, is like you a... apparently liked it a lot like it's like i, I remember I was, I was was surprised that you're like a uh, little box rating because like, i liked it but like basically i was interested in it like i'll start by saying that like i was interested in it because um after it's funny because like again going back to like the kids like um after i've had now like months of zoe telling me like the lore and um some of which that i was like this is kind of a massive spoiler i would have liked to i'd like to discuss discover this in the film itself but it's fine um but um like and then when i was at comic-con <laughs> there was this kid and i'm, I'm just not gonna be mean to a kid but i really want to tell him to shut the fuck up because literally like in the blumhouse panel all he was doing was jabbering about Five Nights at Freddy's without, like, without even like, taking a breath. Like, it was just like endlessly, ceaselessly jabbering about Five Nights at Freddy's to literally everybody around him in line, whether or not they were showing any interest whatsoever. Um, and that's why my whole thing was I was like, I was interested, but like, I definitely was not, I, I was mostly just watching it because, um, there was a question of whether or not Zoe would be able to watch it. And I was just like, my feeling going in was I was like, there is no way that Jason Blum does not understand his audience and would make something that kids couldn't see. But I was like, to be safe, I'll watch it first to like vet it. And then um, I will uh, like tell Danny like whether or not Zoe is going to be cool with it, which it was fine. Um, the thing that was funny, though, was um, watching people's reactions um, on Twitter where people were just losing, or acts, whatever, uh, where people were losing their fucking minds mm -hmm. at, like, how much they fucking hated it. Uh, and I'm just like, do you understand that this is, it's like, it's like, if I watched the Power Rangers movie now, like, having no attachment to the Power Rangers as a kid, I guarantee you 
I would think that was the worst piece of shit movie ever made. Like, honestly, to this day, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is still one of my favorite movies ever. Yes. I have no idea if it's actually good or not, or if it's just that I love it so much, and it just, it, it there's part of my brain that is so deeply attached to it that, like, I can't help myself. Because I because when I watch two and three again, I'm like, yeah, these, these aren't that great. Um, but the first one, I still have that attachment to, attachment to. So I'm just like, it's like, it's not for you like it's like it's it's like because it's like it's not me it's literally and i'm not i don't mean that in like a shitty way like a lot of people like people even took offense to that where they were like it should still be good i'm like it doesn't matter though like that's not the fucking point the point is for like the kids that this is made for whether or not they will be happy watching it that's why like i was just like i had said i was just like after that like when all the halloween bullshit was going on when halloween ends came out and I had said that I don't care about anyone's opinion but your own, but yours, uh, yeah. Rob's. I was just like, for Five Nights at Freddy's, all I care about is Zones. Yeah. And like that night, uh, and I'll tell you the desperation that kids have because Zoe is like such a nice kid that like she doesn't even like, she, if something feels remotely wrong, she is like dead set against, like she just can't do it. Like it's it not in her like body to like do it. And um, her dad, the reason I invented it was like her dad had said that she couldn't see it. And I was just like, I had told her, I was just like, I will watch it and then I will determine whether or not it's good for you or not. And then like that day when she got home from her dad's on Sunday, I was like, do you want to watch FNAF? And she was like, yes. And like we immediately put it on and she like watched the whole movie, like, like intently staring at the TV, like just laser focus on the tv um and like losing her mind with joy at certain points and i was like i was like did you like it she was like 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 and i was just like and i was just like okay that's all i care about um and um afterwards she was like 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 i would say like 15 minutes after we finished it she was just like so i feel kind of bad and i was like what do you mean and she was just like well because dad said that i couldn't watch it and I watched it anyway, and I was like, I assure you, like, I watched it first to know that you would be cool with it. And your mom trusted me that I was like, that it was going to be cool for you. So I'm pretty sure your dad would feel the same way. And she was still upset. So we texted her dad and he was like, um, basically, my knowledge of the horror genre was enough that he was just like, if you said it was cool for her, then I was fu- then it was fine. And right. so she's like, I'm not mad at you. Um, so like she was cool after that. And we ended up watching it again like a week later at the drive-in. Um, but like that's the thing, is it's like it's literally not for people in their 30s and 40s. And like I don't understand how people don't understand that. Like that's so weird to me. They're like you just can't get your head around something not being made for it's like it's like I remember like when um Beyonce's like lemonade record came out and like I remember there was like a Saturday Live skit where like some there was like some thing that was like in the lyrics that like it was like, a bunch of white people gather around and they were like I don't understand this and they were like maybe it wasn't made for us like everything is made for us it's like that's the way that fucking I feel like people were reacting to this and I was like you this is big boomer energy that you're that you're having right now you're like you're, yeah. you you you're you're coming what you hate because it's like you're now upset that this thing that was not made for you 
is something you can't enjoy. And that's bullshit. Like, I was like, this is for kids. And that's all I think it was like. I was like, my feelings in the movie was I thought it was fine. Like, I was like, I definitely didn't think it was worth fucking people losing their minds with rage of how much they hated it. And I also, like, obviously didn't react to it with such joy of, like, with the way Zoe reacted. I was like, it's fine. Like, it's like, it's, there was, I'm judging it as a film. And I, and that's, that's not the, the, the lens to look at it through. So that's, I'm just like, I'm not even, I, when I say Zoe's opinion is all that matters, I'm like, I'm invalidating my own as well. Like, I was just like, mine doesn't matter either. Like, I was just like, all that matters is what the kids who love this thought of it. And if they were happy, then I am happy. Like, literally all I care about. Yeah, like I rem- like I remember they were like uh and I, and I hate when this is done where people record in the theater. But yeah. like they were rec- multiple recordings of the theater of like the kids uh watching the movie and just going crazy for it. Like particularly uh the end credits where I guess they played the song. Yes, that's the thing is like cuz like Zoe said beforehand if they they have to do um the I always come back, which I didn't know was a b- a big thing until like when Matthew Lillard did it, she lost her fucking mind. Like, as soon as he said, like, I always come back. She's like, ah! And I'm just like, holy shit. All right. That's the thing that happened. I don't know how to, I don't know how to process that. And then she was just like, and the other thing was that she was like, they had to play the song. And I was like, I don't, I know they played a song. I don't know if it's the song. Right. And then as soon as they started playing at the end, she was like, ah! And I'm like, okay, so it was the right song. All right, then we're all good. Right. And then um, at the at the very end of the credits, the, they play uh. Was it a message? Um, the I guess the message spells out "come f- come and find me," and they show the kids like going crazy, like it, the, like C O, and and they go oh, like just like 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 you said Zoe was. They were just like oh my god, oh my god, like they they go crazy, and it's just like yeah, like you know this is the target audience, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I just uh, obviously people our age can't process that that they are no longer like you know everything should be made for them. And I, I do remember that skit. They called it the day uh, Beyonce turned black. You know what I'm saying? It was just like all, all, all the, the white women lost their minds because Beyonce made a song that wasn't for them. You know what I'm saying? Like they just forgot that the, she is a black woman. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, no, Beyonce didn't make anything. Like they didn't make this song for us. And it's just like, um, yeah, like, you know, I don't. I don't have a problem with that, you know what I'm saying, uh, at all. Like, uh, like in my review, I say, you know, regardless of uh, this, this movie, it's, uh, if I'm the target audience or not, I I dug it a lot. Um, it, it uh, you know what I'm saying, I, I found it fairly intriguing, like, you know what I'm saying, all the, the lore, like, even though, obviously, I, I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, because I, I, I didn't discover... Uh, what Five Nights at Freddy's was until uh, very late in the game and when they made uh, uh, one of the movies we were going to discuss uh, in this in this uh, episode. So I was like, what, what the fuck is that? Like, everybody keeps mentioning Five Nights at Freddy's. What the fuck is Five Nights at Freddy's? And then, like, you know, the because Google was my friend, I Googled it and, oh, okay, 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 that makes sense. But I'm just like, I, I you know... I, I come into this as an outsider. Uh, apparently, the, we were talking this off mic, but the, you had more knowledge of the the whole Five Nights at Freddy's before that. Like I had, I knew nothing. You know I knew nothing. Like, I I knew just because like a because like when I worked at Best Buy, I remember like it was like that was kind of when it was starting to like break, and um and then again like Zoe like giving me all the lore. Um, that's why. Like, although I will say, um, the whole thing that I do think is kind of funny is um. 
It's also a movie that does weirdly like report uh, uh, reward repeat viewings because um, I watched. Like I said, like I watched it on Thursday. No, I watched it. Yeah, I watched it like uh, Friday when it dropped. Um, they dropped it on Thursday on Peacock. I watched it on Friday morning, and then um, I watched it with Zoe on Sunday. And it's like I knew. Okay, this is a spoiler, but like at this point, it's been on Peacock and it's been in theaters. So if you didn't see it, I'm guessing you just don't care. Um, but um, I didn't know. Obviously, going into it, like, I knew William Afton was the bad guy. Like I knew because I had heard that name from Zoe so many times. I knew William Afton was the bad guy. But when they introduce Matthew Lillard's character, you don't know that he is William Afton until the end. Like there's a big reveal at the end that this is the same character. And mm-hmm. um, but if you watch the movie again um, after like, with that knowledge, that entire scene plays very differently mm-hmm. because like the first time you watch it. Um, you don't understand why his attitude changes. Um, like, because basically there's a the whole thing. Matthew Lillard's character is um, basically just like kind of um, talking down to kind of insulting um, Josh Hutcherson's character. And um, and then in a moment, he's like reading, he reads his name in the file before he even says the full name. His attitude changes on a dime and he becomes much nicer and offers him this job as like the, the uh, Night Watchman at Five Nights at Freddy's. Or sorry, mm-hmm. at uh, Freddie Fazbear's. And um, when you watch that a second time, you realize it's because he is the one who took his brother and murdered his brother. And now it's basically like kind of his chance to kind of complete that loop. Yeah. Um, and it's like, so it's like, as you kind of watch it again, it's like, holy shit, I didn't even track that. Like, I was just like, that's so cool like that they, like, that they set up this movie this way. So I'm just saying, like, there are a lot of things about it that are actually more interesting that I think people are giving it credit for being because like it is a movie that like is definitely, even though I do think it's to so much to its detriment because um, as I do like, I do like the movie, but like the whole thing that I wanted kind of, you know, I knew it was probably not going to be based on the trailers, but I was just like, I wanted just basically like what essentially what Willie's Wonderland was, where it's basically just like, just, animatronics killing motherfuckers and like somebody fighting back like whatever like that's really kind of all i wanted and then you see the movie and it's very much like not that like it's like there's that's in there but it's like mostly about kind of world building yeah and like that's why i was just like my whole thing is like i had said to danny i was just like (laughs) i was like i'm genuinely curious if she's gonna be into this because i was just like there was way less like um animatronic tomfoolery and way more <laughs> fucking uh exposition with josh hutcherson than i anticipated like the balance of this was way different than i anticipated um right. but she was completely enthralled by it so i was like okay rock on that's fine like whatever um mm. we just wanted different things and that's fine um but that thing is i was just like so a lot of it is treating it very it's a kind of almost like um it's weird because it's almost like a different, it's like, it's like a mashup of different things where it's like, it has kind of like a nineties dinner, Disney movie energy in some ways, especially with like, um, uh, Watts from some kind of wonderful character. Um, I was about to mention that the, like, you know, that I was not intending for Watts to show up in this movie as the, the evil ant. (laughs) No. Yeah. I, that you could have, I, I couldn't have been more shocked. Um, but yeah, like, so you had like that, like there, there's a kind of that element of it. But then there's also like this weird kind of like almost like 
Lynchian thing with like um, with Josh Hutcherson and his dreams and everything. Mm. Um, and then you have the actual like meat and potatoes of like what you're there to see, where it's like basically just like a slasher slash monster movie with giant animatronics like trying to murder people. Um, mm. Which you do get. I think that was just like um, like that thing is like you don't get it as much as I had hoped, but you definitely get it. Like there's that whole bit where like uh, because basically the whole plot of the movie is uh, Justice Hutcherson uh, lost his brother when he was a kid. Um, he took that really hard. Um, he's still trying to figure out exactly what happened that day. He's doing it in his dreams, all these weird, like, exercises. Um, ends up, like, uh, that he has custody of his uh, younger sister, um, and which apparently... Um, the parents losing a child didn't stop them from fucking, um, I guess, and having another child. Um, the, I guess that pain wasn't enough to, you know, stop them from reproducing further. Um, right. But um, so he has the little, uh, his little sister, uh, but the little sister wants to be taken by the evil aunt who is Watts from some kind of wonderful. Um, and the evil aunt is like basically sending um, people to try to like uh, discredit him or in the case of when he gets the job at Freddy Fazbear's um, to actually go in and fuck the place up so he'll get be put on the hook for negligence. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's this whole thing where um, it's like just, there's just so much plot. Um, but ultimately, like, when you get into, like, the actual, um, like, animatronics doing shit, it is, it works really well. Like, I do think like that whole scene, like when like um, the ant has um, the, the group of uh, like the, the, the youth, the, uh, the street toughs um, go in and uh, like try to wreck the place. And then you have the animatronics take them all out. I actually think that's actually a pretty well constructed for a kid's movie, a pretty well constructed um, kind of a monster movie, uh, yeah. flash movie thing. Cause like um, it's, it's a very, it's treading a very specific line where it's like there is there is a there's a place you want to go and um as like a, as uh, as somebody into horror um but there's also you like an element of have you have to pull your punches cuz you know that kids are going to be here but yeah. it's like they they I think they walk that line really well like oh, yeah. I do remember like that was the thing I told um Danny and Zoe but beforehand I was just like there is blood but I was like it's very minimal and then like um there was that whole point, like, where like, there's, like, when, like, um, there, like, I think it was, I want to say it was Chica. Um, maybe it, it might have been Bonnie. I don't remember. But one of them was killing a guy in, like, a room, and you, like, see, like, the bloody, like, handprint, whatever, on the wall, and she, or on the door, and she's just, like, is that the middle of blood? I'm like, yes. Um, I was like, it doesn't get worse than that. But I was, like, the fact that they have that at all is still, like, I mean, it's something. Like, I was, like, it's more than I expected. And I was, like, I was happy that I got it. Because I was, like, I'd rather, it's, like, my, the thing I talked about before in terms of just, like, film is, the thing that I think is insane nowadays is, it's because it's not, it's not just, like, a recent thing. It's been, like, since the 2000s. But, like, um, and people blame it on Marvel, but it predates Marvel. Um where um, movie violence has gotten more and more kind of like, in trying to get P13 ratings for everything to get the biggest audience, things have gotten more and more kind of sanitized. Yeah. And that's fucking wrong. Like, it's like you're teaching people, especially kids, that like violence has no consequences. And that's fucking, that's fucked up. Like, when I was a kid, 
when you're watching whatever it is, like it's Robocop, people are getting fucked the fuck up. You're watching Gremlins, people are getting fucked the fuck up. You're whatever you're watching, Commando, people are getting fucked the fuck up. And it's like the fact that like now in everything, it's like they're trying so hard to get everybody into the fucking theater that they don't do that. And I was just like, no, even if it's fucking killer animatronics, you still have to have consequences of that violence. <laughs> like, and they do, which is, I appreciate it. Now we, we've talked about that on length before, like wow, how uh, stuff that got uh, rated PG 13 in the early years, especially after uh, the, the, the rating came out would definitely be a R rating. Now, like look at the uh, red dawn, which was the, the first, uh, PG-13 released movie and it's clear like you know now you look at it and it's just like it seems more violent and it's like no it's just that in this the the, you know world we live in now where it's just like violence is so sanitized that that just seems more violent but you know that was just the appropriate PG-13 movie now it's just like you you see shit like I mean like I, I think we used this example before like in the dark night where uh um Joker shotguns the uh the, the the guard and shit when they're stealing the trucks and it just boom and then that's it you don't see the dude get hit and nothing you know what i'm saying you don't even see uh when when he murders michael jay white i will say uh, though I, I do think they, they did push that that p13 as far as they could at that time because like the fact that they even had things where they they so heavily implied it um, like where they have like the, the knife in his mouth like in the mouth or whatever the fact that they did that was still more than like I hate to use this example because I like the movie, but like live for your die hard where it's like, there is literally zero consequences to any of the violence in that movie whatsoever. They don't even imply fucking consequences to any of that violence. And I'm just like, that's fucking weird. Like I was just like, like that's not a thing you should be teaching people. Like it's so fucking weird that like, that's what's being like shown. And I'm not saying that kids were like, but I was like, but since PG-13, presumably there was, like, teenagers in the crowd. And I'm like, the fact that you're being shown that violence has no consequences, that's fucking weird, and I think it's wrong. Like, that's really yeah. fucking disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, too. Like, you mentioned Live Free or Die Hard because I remember that being, like, a whole big thing with, with uh, audiences, particularly fans, that it was rated PG-13 and, like, you know, th- there was no real violence of merit. And that, uh, like, oh, God, like, Bruce Willis, you sold out and all that stuff. And then the, they they made a, a good day to die hard and it was rated R. And it was like, yes, like, return to, like, the violence and all that. It's going to be better than Live Free and Die Hard. And then that movie came out and everyone was like, uh, maybe not. Yeah, uh, because like it doesn't matter what it's rated and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it, like it could be a rated R, he Bruce Willis could say as many fucks as he possibly could and shit, but it still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also just want to note real quick that uh, there is a uh, um, Josh Hutchinson's character has like uh, a reference to uh, Nebraska on his wall. Um. And I bring that up because uh, Morgan lives in Nebraska, and she just said hi. Hi, Morgan. Like <laughs> she, she literally just texted me, did, did that say hi um, while we were discussing it. And it was just like, oh, that's right, because he has the poster of Nebraska on his wall. So whenever he looks up, you know what I'm saying, he could think of Nebraska as he plays his nature sounds. And it's like, that's what Morgan said. So hi. <laughs> but yeah. Um, like uh, you, you mentioned, like you know, saying being 
like what was the term you used rewarded as a horror van yeah um also like just note we were uh, me and patrick were rewarded as scream fans yes that is the thing. It's like I, got to, I got to explain to her because she explained to me the whole Everything. fucking well not just that but like but when like she lost her mind for the i'll i always come back thing uh i was just like because i popped like two seconds before that when he does the blade wipe uh yeah. i was like oh fuck yeah and she was like, what? And I'm just like, oh, it's from, it's like, because Scream, they do the blade wipe. And she was like, oh, okay. And because uh, she knows what Scream is because um, I had the, the Scream tattoo on my ankle. And like she and I have Ghostface um, hanging from my, my rear view mirror in my car. Yeah. Uh, and so she's like, so she's aware of Scream. And like when they do like the I'll always come back thing, she was just like, when I was like, she explained it to me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we both got something out of this <laughs> like sequence. No, yeah, yeah, most definitely. And it's like, oh, awesome but it also kind of gives away like who like you know what i'm saying like I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure that had to have been a reference you know what i'm saying the, the casting of matthew lillard and doing the blade wipe you know what i'm saying so it's, but it's just like yeah we, we know who it is. i mean you know you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know who your fucking killer is you know what i'm saying as 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 much of a national treasure as matthew lillard is you see him appear in a horror movie he's going to be tied into the main plot somehow That's i genuinely didn't think that was the good i don't think it just it did make sense though because um, I remember when they first, um, like, when he was, like, announced, um, I remember he had, like, an interview or something, and he was just, like, about how he had, like, a three-picture deal, and I was just, like, why the fuck would they need that character for three fucking movies? Like, I was just, like, I watched, because like, I'm just going by the trailer, and I was, like, I don't necessarily know that you need the job recruiter for three fucking movies. And then it was just, like, once they revealed that he was William Afton, I was, like, that makes sense. Um, and that was the whole thing is, like, because um, I think it's funny is, like, um, there was like, I was trying to hold back that, um, like the whole spring trap thing, like where like the golden, uh, rabbit that he is. Um, mm -hmm. but Zoe's just like immediately, it was like, whatever. Cause I was like, oh, I thought, I thought maybe it might be a spoiler. And she was like, no. And I was just like, because <laughs> she knows all of the lore. And I'm like, so it might've been a spoiler once upon a time. But like at this point, it's just like, when they see spring trap, they know it's William Afton and they're like, whatever. Like that's the main bad guy. Um, but just like the whole thing of like when they did, um, the 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 Vanessa character where like um basically the local cop patrolling yeah uh, and they make it clear that she's um his daughter uh that was like, another thing where she was just like I don't know how they're gonna do this I'm like I don't either but she was just like I was just like they're gonna make more and she was like no and I was like no they're de I was like there is nothing that Jason Blum loves more well other other than money um there's nothing that Jason Blum lo loves more than sequels there have been like five fucking purge movies and a series, and when I was at Comic-Con, he was like, he had mentioned The Purge, and like there was like an audience reaction, and he's like, yeah, I've been thinking about The Purge a lot lately. I think we should, like, I think it's time to bring it back. I was like, it's been two years, motherfucker. Like, I was just like, let it fucking rest for a while. Christ. Um, but that's why I was just like, that's why I was just like, the whole thing with, um, like, The Five Nights at Freddy's, is like I was like, I guarantee they're gonna make as many of these as they possibly can because that is Jason Blum's very favorite thing of just like let's keep making these until people don't show up and then let's still make like one more to suggest. <laughs> like that's always kind of his modus operandi. Like, yeah, he's like the evolution of like Bob Shea. Yes. Where it's just like everything had to be a franchise, you know what I'm saying? But like like no disrespect to Bob Shea, but like I, I think Jason Blum is probably smarter than him. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, no, I, I credit where it's due. I definitely think like there are definitely many things about Jason Blum that 
are unsavory when you like listen to him. But also, I do think he's very smart and he's very good at what he does. Like I was just like, because he knows, like that's the thing is like he knew and he was one hundred percent correct that like this was gonna like this was already a thing and this was gonna be an even bigger thing. And so like he's been trying to get this movie made for years now. Like they've gone through like three or four directors before they actually got this made. Like, I don't know how many writers. Like it's been a thing. And he has stayed like the little engine that could attached to this fucking thing. And he's reaping the rewards of it. And I'm like, you know what, dude, you kind of deserve it. Cause like you really fucking powered this through. Like, it's like, I swear to God, this movie happened basically by his sheer force of will. Cause it's like, he desperately wanted to make this movie. And like, as I said, like, it definitely, I think, even beyond just like the target, I, I think that like the fact that like it works at all is cool for me, but also just the fact that like they actually, I do feel like we're, tr- again, I'm not like a fan, but like Zoe is. And I'm like, the fact that they were very true to what people wanted from this to the extent that it would like alienate 30 and 40 year olds. <laughs> I'm like, that was ballsy as fuck. Like, I was like, that was really, really ballsy, and it really paid off really well, I think. So I was like, good for him for, like, not caring that it was not gonna be going to be casting the widest possible net and grabbing the widest possible audience, but to make the people that were going to want to go to see that movie to make sure they were happy and they would come back for the next one. That was very smart on his part, and I will give all the credit in the world. Also, the fact that, like... um between him, because I, I, at Comic-Con, um, he had talked about where he was just like, at the panel, um, he was like, every filmmaker that comes to me and wants to make a movie, always are like, we're going to do no digital, all practical effects. And he's like, okay, great. And then we're making the movie. And then they like, very quickly are like, remember what I said? We're not doing that. We're just going to like, we're going to fix a lot of this in post. We're going to do a lot of CGI. And he was like, he's like, okay, that's fine. Um, he's like, this was the only time where somebody came to me, it was like, we're going to do this practically. And they did. He's like, and to the extent that like, I really think a big part of the reason this movie does work. Cause I, again, I'm, there's a lot of people who don't think it works and I don't really care that much. Um, but I think a big part of the reason it does is because they had Jim, Jim Henson's creature shop build these fucking things and they look fucking great. Like they look exactly what you'd want them to. And they are able to do things that it seems impossible, like to do practically. Um, and it just it works so fucking seamlessly. Like I like I was like I just like I was like, like there was even like again like it's not like scary to me because obviously I know what's up, but like it's still I think well directed enough that like they make these cute fucking um like animatronic creatures they make them legitimately able to do whatever is required of them they can be very cute and very cloying and whatever they can also be very fucking threatening and the fact that you were able to do all of that and you didn't have to resort to any other anything other than just practical effects that were made with the Jim Henson creature shop I think is really fucking impressive. Like I love the fucking way that the fucking everything looks in this movie. The look of it is fucking great. Like I was just like everything in Freddy Fazbear's 
actually does kind of give me the pangs of like growing up going into arcades and shit. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should note that uh like this whole thing was inspired by uh um like the the idea for Five Nights at Freddy was inspired by uh the, the restaurant formerly known as Showbiz yeah. Pizza, which uh um which bought out by Chuck E. Cheese and like Chuck E. Cheese had dudes in suits. Um Wait, but... really? There wasn't animatronics there? No, the the, okay. the the Chuck E. Cheese. I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese. I'm just going, babe. What's the, what I saw on like uh, commercials when I was a kid. No, I believe that the the the, the Chuck E. Cheese mascot the, with Chuck E. Cheese, the, like you know, his name is Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I like, wish I didn't, but I do. Like, like I was just like completely just blown away by it. like I discovered that years ago, and I was just like, what the fuck? That's just like Jesus. That's what the E stands for is entertainment. Charles Entertainment Cheese. That's the dumbest fucking thing. But whatever, it's, it's for kids. <laughs> it's not a real rat, Rob. I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's not a, like I mean, rats shouldn't have names anyway. So what what, what are you, what are we doing here? <laughs> Right, I, I think I've only been to Chuck E. Cheese once, and I was a, yeah. an adult by that time. It was like uh, me and my parents. We took my niece and my nephew to a Chuck E. Cheese and shit, and and uh, they loved it, but we hated it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just you know, it's just kids running around being kids. Um, but uh, they uh, originally had been a uh, uh, showbiz pizza, where uh, the they had like an animatronic band there called the Rock of Fire uh, Explosion. Uh, yeah, the Rock of Fire Explosion, and that was a pure animatronic uh, uh, band. Like you know, the like they they had like dude in a suit as a mascot, but like they had like an animatronic band that would sing songs at like at the front of the place while you sat there played games and ate your pizza. And like looking at like like recorded footage. That shit is fucking terrifying to see them just like, you know, da, 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 like, you know, saying their robot form and just like, I can see why somebody would see this and be like, this is a great idea for a fucking horror game, movie, show, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, these robots are absolutely fucking terrifying. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it it is a fantastic idea and shit because it's just like, you know, the the whole idea of just you know you being a kid, where you know what I'm saying, and a place that's meant for you, is the one place that's trying to kill you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like I, I feel like that 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 was a fantastic idea. And like uh, what is the the Scott Cawthon? Cawthon, yeah. Cawthon, yeah. Um, I, mean, I say Cawthon. It might be Cawthon. I don't I don't know how you pronounce it. I say Cawthon. Yeah. Um. Kudos to him for for being the one to come up with it because you know what I'm saying it's like. As we're about to get into, uh, you know <laughs> I think kudos like, to him. I feel like he has enough kudos. Like he's just like he's drying his tears with hundred dollar bills. <laughs> like, oh no, most definitely no. But the fact that he created something that just became like a worldwide phenomenon to the point where, as we're about to discuss and shit, uh, led to ripoffs of this before the official version <laughs> came out. It's like, you know, um, like you said, like you know, what I'm saying like. Oh, 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 I guess it really doesn't mean anything, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, you, you get rip off. Like, I mean, it's happened before. Yeah. Uh, like when we talked about uh, Leviathan, how word got out that James Cameron was making uh, a underwater movie with aliens in it, and like immediately, like all the producers in Hollywood was as he was taking forever to make the Abyss. You know what I'm saying? Because the Abyss was a nightmare to shoot. You know what I'm saying? You have producers uh, making movies about 
that was essentially alien underwater. You know what I'm saying? Just, 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 just the thought of like, you know, just having something out there, like people would just immediately trying to jump on the bandwagon and produce like ripoffs of your product before you even put out like an official movie version of like, you know, what you got going on. It's like, that could be annoying, but then it's like, as as like I said, we're we're gonna get into it. it doesn't matter because everyone acknowledges that this is a ripoff of your, of your shit, and it's just like he has a, like he has enough money. It was just like ah, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like one hundred, two hundred, three hundred, <laughs> four hundred, or fifty. How'd that get in there? <laughs> wipes his ass with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fifties. You know, what I'm saying he wipes his ass with the hundred dollar bills and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. <sighs> the only thing I will say about Five Nights at Freddy's is like I do think I was actually I was surprised is because like the whole thing is the first way that I like um, kind of introduced to it by Zoe was um, and apparently the thing like fucking kids love this shit. Um, apparently the game um, is basically based around like jump scares, like basically like you're like watching whatever and like there's like basically like things will jump at the camera. And um, they basically have made, uh, I want to say like seven games or something like that. Um, yeah, I meant to ask how many fucking games are there. I think it's I think it's like a seven, seven or eight at this point. Um, I know there's at least five that are on the collection that I got her for Christmas. So hopefully she's not listening. Um, <laughs> but um, but um, I know there's been at least two or three since then, like on the next gen systems. So like there's definitely been a lot. But, like, there's, like, the whole thing is I know that she'll do is she'll sit around and just watch and rate the jump scares um, from, like, all the different characters. And I was just, like, I was surprised watching this. That, like, there definitely was a couple of jump scares. But I was surprised at, like, how they didn't go that hard on jump scares. Because I was, like, you'd really think that, like, that this would be your opportunity if ever you had one. To just do a movie that was like wall to wall jump scares, like you think this would be the one, but like they were weirdly, um, like kind of, uh, like, you know, like cheap with their jump scares. Not the, but not cheap in the sense of like, like, like thrifty, if you will, um, with their jump scares. Um, but like I will say, like it is ultimately uh, effective because again, like I said, like the the fucking creatures themselves are capable of being very creepy but also being very like kind of cute and sweet um and then like when you have uh it's also true of matthew lillard where it's like when you first introduced to him he is like the matthew lillard you've known like last like you know at least since shaggy where it's just kind of like ah matthew lillard cute guy like whatever and then like when he shifts into like horror mode i was like he's actually going harder than he ever has in a horror movie i think like because even in like scream He's kind of like the wacky sidekick to Billy yeah. being actually evil. Um, like this is the first time that he gets to like play like full on like evil, and I was like, it, it, I thought it was really cool. Like I thought like because I was like I definitely think that even though Hutcherson is like the lead, I think Lillard is the MVP of this movie in like a yeah. huge way. I mean, other than the the uh, animatronics. I mean, uh, when is Matthew Lillard not the MVP of the movie he's in? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I was, like I was said before that, uh, 
the greatest acting I've ever seen Freddie Prince Jr. pull off in a movie was in the in the the scene in She's All That where Matthew Lillard is doing his dance scene and he has to act like he does not find Matthew Lillard funny. And yeah. that's like that's the most believable I've ever found him that he I believe that he doesn't find Matthew Lillard funny in this scene. And that's bullshit because we all find Matthew Lillard funny in that scene. But um you just said something that that made me uh, realize something is that uh, Matthew Lillard is in this movie, and obviously, uh, you know, people know him for many things, but obviously, we know him as Stu from Scream, and like he was the wacky sidekick. But like, you know, as we pointed out, that uh, as the Scream franchise goes along, like fans keep wanting Stu to return as the master villain, and um, we have both stated that we think that's fucking stupid. Um, I because... okay. I I don't, again. I don't. I'm not like. I don't think that it should happen. But if it did happen, I would not be as upset as you would be. I would be fine. Like, I would just like, like you were very very like hell bent on it not being a thing. He I had a hundred pound much... TV fall on his fucking head. He got electrocuted. No, that I'm man not, saying, not alive. No, I'm just saying like Kirby was willed back to life by fans. I would not be surprised if Stu was willed willed back to life by fans. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm just saying. I would not be surprised. I would not be upset. I would be like, whatever, it's fine. What you call it? Uh, fair enough. Um, but like, if that don't happen, you definitely basically got him being the, the ultimate horror mastermind villain in this. So it's like, yeah. scream, scream fans, please be happy with this. And you're gonna <laughs> get a few more because, like, as I said, they're doing at least two more, and I would not be surprised if they did even more than that, honestly. <laughs> Yes, Scream fans, please be happy with Matthew Lillard uh, being your ultimate horror mastermind. And let's do rest in peace. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now that uh, we've uh, finished discussing the official version of Five Nights at Freddy's movie, now let's get into the unofficial versions. First, we're going to start with the first. This was released first, uh, I believe, before uh, 2019, right? I yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 2019, and then Willie's Wonderland was 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I definitely remember Willy's Wonderland coming out in like uh, during the pandemic and all that stuff. Um, but yes, we are discussing the Banana Splits movie, um, which uh, in its own way shocked a lot of people, um, apparently because they made a horror version of the Banana Splits. Um, apparently in doing research that uh, I think it stated that Warner Brothers were vying to 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 be the ones to produce the five nights at freddy movie and originally this script was what they had in mind for that um they didn't get to make the movie you know what i'm saying they didn't get the rights so they said fuck it uh what do we have that we could use this script uh we have the banana splits we have the rice to those because you know Hannah Barbera's that fine fuck it we're doing that <laughs> <laughs> and this is this was the product um unlike uh uh you know Patrick uh as you know Patrick is more knowledgeable Five Nights at Freddy than I was so, you know I had no idea what Five Nights at Freddy was 
Uh, I was very much a fan of the Banana Splits. Uh, I mean, I wasn't alive when the show was originally on air, but uh, I did have Boomerang, and Boomerang would show this in the morning, so I would watch the Banana Splits show as I got ready for work. And uh, I I remember um, I was living, I was like, what, 20? I was still living at home. So, like, uh, I'd be getting ready for work as uh, watching the Banana Splits, and my father would walk past my room, and uh, he'd be like, fuck you watching this for? <laughs> <laughs> Saying, like, this corny-ass shit. It's like, it's fun. It's, it's you know, it's, it's enjoyable. I, I love the Banana Splits. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know, their little, uh, like, you know, spiel that they got going on, and then also when they would show episodes of, because uh, they had, like, an in-house show they would call, like, Danger Island. It's about people, with, like, you know, fighting on the island and shit and, and uh, like i make note of that and shit because i saw like uh, i think a few if not all of the segments were directed by richard donner like before oh, okay. yeah before he moved on to because you know he was prolific in television yeah. um if, if i'm not mistaken he's the one who directed the uh twenty thousand uh um uh terror at the twenty thousand feet uh, uh so the, i yeah, think the, that's the, correct yeah the twilight the the uh iconic twilight zone episode starring uh William Shatner. Um, so he like yeah, he was very prolific in television before it, like you know he he broke through with uh, the Omen, um, and then like just became a like a big thing and that led to him getting Superman and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, he would direct segments of the Danger Island for the Banana Splits, and uh, like yeah, so like I I I love that show. Um, so when they announced that this was coming out, I was very intrigued because it's like they're making a horror movie about the banana splits and like people were just mortified like how how how, how dare you it's like doing a horror movie about barney uh wait did they, they, yeah yeah <laughs> did they announce that they were gonna do a, a horror movie? i would be down for that actually <laughs> yeah because i found barney horrifying mm-hmm. um uh and like yeah people were just like how could they and i was just like bring it on i want to see that and uh, it got released straight to uh, Blu-ray DVD. Um, that was a day one purchase for me, and and uh, I watched it, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Through his day, I remember me and Patrick were, were having discussions on it like recently. Um, obviously, I'd let him tell it when uh, we get to Willy's Wonderland, but um, I preferred this one of the two. Um, the would become apparent like you know what i'm saying this one uh in contrast to uh five nights at freddy's this one is very mean and <laughs> nasty <laughs> like i like i like it, it was it was crazy enough that they were doing a, a horror movie version of the banana splits but like these motherfuckers went really far with it like they were just like like i guess they just told the director like yeah do what you want we don't care and she was like Okay, so we've we've got uh, people getting severed in half, um, arms and legs being ripped off. We got a giant lollipop being shoved down the fellow's throat. Um, the, we've got eyes being popped out of the sockets and all that shit. Like it's just fairly grody, but it's also wonderful, and it's just like it just fills my heart with joy. You know, what I'm saying the banana splits, uh, like. Like 
dude, I guess like the franchise and the whole just fills me with joy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the original show fills the like like uh the, the kid in me, like, you know, it entertains the kid in me. Whereas the the movie entertains the sick fuck in me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my whole thing is I genuinely only my only knowledge of Banana Splits before I saw the movie um was not even knowing the song as the song i knew the dickies cover of it um because um i was a big i mean still am a big fan of the dickies the uh the california uh punk band and um they do a lot of covers and this was one of the covers they did but i I mean it wasn't the only one they did because also another show that i've never seen but i know the theme song because of the dickies um, they did uh, Gigantor, um, and I to this day I've never seen that show. I know nothing about that show. I just know the theme because of uh, the Dickies covering the theme song. Oh wow! That uh, I used to watch Gigantor both versions because there was a um, an older black and white version that that my mother actually used to watch. Um, and she was a big fan of, and then they did the new Gigantor, but it was like essentially the same song, um, but it was just like. Uh, uh 80s version of that original show and uh i used to watch that in the morning before i went to school and shit and uh that's that song lives rent free in my head a gigantor yeah i I only know it because of the dickies doing it and that was the same thing with this and then um it was funny because when they first said they were doing it i remember hearing uh the plot and i was just like so it's Five Nights at Freddy's then. Like, I was just like, so basically that's what you're doing. Yeah. Even though my whole thing was, I was just like, they're, the whole thing is, it's not, it's supposed to be animatronics. Again, it's they're doing Five Nights at Freddy's. But they're very clearly people in, in suits. In suits, yeah. They are not animatronics. These are the most advanced animatronics you've ever seen in your life. Like, if these were actual animatronics. Um, but, um, but I was like, whatever, it's fine. And like, but I was like, I just think it's it was it was kind of a funny idea. So I was like, fuck it, I'll watch that movie. And it was funny because like, it's like how basically like, um, because what we were talking about, basically like we were kind of comparing and cost- contrasting. This is even before FNAF like had a movie like officially or anything. Yeah. Um, we were just kind of comparing, contrasting this and Willy Wonderland. And I was basically just like that I liked Willy Wonderland better than uh, Banana Splits, and you said the opposite. And um, it's funny because I, I rewatched them for the purposes of this. And I was telling you before we started that I was just like, it's weird. I, I still like Willy's Wonderland. Don't get me wrong. But I found myself enjoying um, this more than Willy's Wonderland when I rewatched them. Um, because um, I don't know. It's not just like, it's not like even the nastiness of it. It's just like, the, I mean, I do like that it's like, um, I think the thing that kind of puts it over the top slightly is that even though um, the characters are very much kind of like, your standard kind of like they're they're not like they're 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 they're, they're basically caricatures like they're not like they're they're not like three-dimensional people yeah. but it's more than um willie's wonderland where it's just like basically just like bad kid cannon fodder and nicholas cage as weirdly a superhero um <laughs> it's like in this case it's like um very much like you're making a movie about it's basically like a family drama that yeah. turns into a slasher movie um slash monster movie and um it ultimately i think works slightly better because even though i would say that the like monster slash like 
you know, Killer Mayhem is is less entertaining to me um, than the the mayhem in Willy's Wonderland. That like the characters that it's happening to, I'm more invested in. So therefore, like I care more about the mayhem that is occurring. Um, so it's like it's 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 weird, but I do think ultimately um, it is kind of fucking hilarious that it was like they took. Which again, I don't have any real like knowledge or experience of it, but I do know that. I mean, it, I knew it was a kids show, and the fact that like they managed to like do that, and kind of put that through, I guess, a slasher lens, it makes it funny to me that people lost their ever loving. I guess because it's it's less iconic, but um, people lost their ever loving minds when like Winnie the Pooh and like uh, like Blood and Honey and the Mean One came out. And people were like, how dare you? And I was like, they've done this. It just, I guess it was because it was something you didn't care about. So it didn't like affect you. But I was like, I guess this has kind of opened that door of yeah, like, like take we, these properties and just make horror movies out of them. Yeah, like I remember we had that conversation before where I was like, uh, uh, you and me were discussing that. Uh, brought it up to you was it's like you think that this may have been like like the outlier that led to Winnie the Pooh and the mean one and and also uh, Mary had a little lamb um that uh, it all basically seemingly started after the release of the banana splits where it's just like someone just had the foresight to just take like this property that was uh in, intended for children like like little children like we were talking about Five Nights at Freddy's, but like you know, what I'm saying Five Nights at Freddy's is obviously meant for like an older type of children, like you know, maybe preteen, teens, and all that stuff. Um, whereas the Banana Splits is very much like for five year olds. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like on Saturday mornings, eating their like you know their Fruit Loops. You know what I'm saying? Their Apple Jacks, and then they took that and and made like this very mean horror movie. Where uh, the 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 produce the female producer of the show gets like punished like severely multiple times for no reason other than like she was a lady doing her job and like she keeps like breaking like her fit like her hands and like her nose and then finally she gets her her face bashed in with the with the giant mallets you know what I'm saying and it's just like 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 they just was like hey fuck it you know what i'm saying you know i guess they figured like no one gives a shit about the banana splits you know what i'm saying and then like you know the movie was coming out people was like how dare they you know but to like like to a lesser extent like they were doing with winnie the pooh because people were just like winnie the pooh was like oh my god how dare you you know i mean so i figured oh i guess people are always be weird about this shit because i remember that was like the whole thing with silent night the other night was it like it was like, how dare you have a Santa? I was like, but even though if you watch the fucking movie, it's not that. It's just like you just had this idea. Whereas these movies actually are these beloved child icons as murderers. So like, yeah. if anything you should have been upset by, this should have been the thing. So it's like that's fine. Like, but I guess yeah, I guess because nobody cared for Ben and Splits, it kind of just passed under the radar for like a lot of people. Like yeah, like uh, also I think a, a, a part of it has to do with the fact that where like in comparison to Winnie the Pooh and uh, the the mean one, the the Grinch uh, slasher movie, um, those are like productions like uh, because um, the, the 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 copyright on uh, Winnie the Pooh and Grinch has expired, so like anybody could fucking make that movie, whereas uh, this is an official. 
<laughs> you know, saying the official adaptation of the Banana Splits from the actual right holders because Warner Brothers has the rights and they just decided to do a horror movie. So I think it's a bit more like, wow, like, you know, y'all really just didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like you would expect something like, you know, like something like that to happen with Winnie the Pooh and shit when, you know, copyright expired and everyone can have free reign of it. You know what I'm saying? That was bound to happen. Like, these motherfuckers actually made this movie, you know what I'm saying, using the... Well, it's, it's, it's you know, it's not essentially... Because uh, the plot of the movie is that a little boy who is a huge fan of uh, the Banana Splits is taken by his family to, to see a live taping of the show. Um, and at the same time, like, while the show, the taping is about to happen, like, they, they get word uh, that... Well, the production side gets word that the show is being canceled. So uh, that's when the animatronics uh, decide uh, to to just go. Um, I was going to say lose their fucking mind, but they, they don't really have a mind to begin with since they're robots. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, Fliego, Bingo, Drooper, and Snork uh, just go haywire and start murdering everyone. And... Uh, yeah, like you know, that's essentially it. Uh, like like Patrick stated, it, it, there's uh, elements of a family drama in there because like uh, you have the, the 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 mother like who's who's doing everything her power like to keep her family together, um, and you have the 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 bastard stepfather, um, <laughs> who's like he's such an enjoyable prick. He's also movie. he's he's a cliche where he's fucking his assistants. And like, so it's like, not only is he like the douchebag stepfather, he's also banging. His, so he's checking a lot of boxes of like the 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 the, the douche characters, in a in a really in a movie in general, but especially in a horror movie. Yeah, right. Like, uh, mean to my stepson, check. Cheating on my wife with my assistant, check. The only you know thing that would have made it a little bit more is if he was also like uh, a therapist that was like taking liberties with the patients like fucking terry kaiser in uh friday seven like that would that would just the extra box to check <laughs> right 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 yeah, absolutely but then like uh, like you also have uh, other characters with like uh the showbiz dad who keeps yes. pressuring his daughter like what's funny to me is that like he really thinks that he's going to get his daughter into like like superstardom and shit by introducing her to the producers of the banana splits. Yes. You know, that's like, that, the thing about the movie in general, I think, is fucking hilarious. Is just the idea that like, like there's like, cause like the, the little kid, I will buy it, even though I don't know how this kid would have seen this show. That was, I mean, whatever. Um, like the timeline <laughs> of this is insane. Um, but okay, they're still making it, and that child saw it. Fine. Um, the thing that I think is there, there's that aspect of it that you brought up. The thing that's also weird is the influencer guy who is obsessed with the banana splits. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, he's a grown ass man. Like, what grown ass man cares about the banana splits? Like, even if let's say it was still airing in the year of our Lord 2019, like I feel like I don't know that any influencers are going to be taking fucking their phones like they're like, to live stream their reaction to the banana splits, which they love so much. It's, it's so fucking weird. Right. Like, you know, say like, uh, I mean, they do, the, the movie does point out that he is, he is a bit delusional because yes. he was live streaming while waiting on the line to get in. And, uh, 
the 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 female assistant uh clowns him about having like only 200 followers you know what i'm saying like like yeah like your yeah, yeah, 200 followers that are watching him right now and he's just like hurry up and puts his phone away because he's embarrassed you know so, so it's like yeah he's a bit delusional he he thinks he's like 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 probably more popular than he is and shit and just like has this insane idea that uh this is going to be a big deal for him and, and get him more followers and shit. But also, like, it, it, we should note that he's also using this as an excuse to propose yes. to, to, to to his girlfriend on the set of the show. Which is she's... also weird. <laughs> like, it's like, because, you know, it gets a woman hot and, like, also makes them think of romance. The banana splits. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is true. That is true. Because she also seems to be a huge fan of... Uh... The, the show and it's just like yeah i mean like technically you are correct like you know like how would these people be into this show um but like as as i've stated uh, i was uh i became a fan of this show well into my adulthood and honestly um, i can't even say anything because like i was gonna mention it in the last one i decided not to um they like the like, fun is it freddy's the timeline makes no fucking sense whatsoever right. like Either everybody should be way older or way younger, and like there's a whole fucking weird disparity where it's like this place was big in the eighties when like Matthew Lillard would have been what like ten? Like how the fuck was he owning this fucking place? Like, um, and then it's like, but he took Josh Hutcherson's it's it's a whole fucking thing. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, like the timelines, uh, all I'm saying the timelines are fucked in both of these. Like if we're being completely honest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, this is meant to take place, like, like, well, so to speak, now, even though it's 2019. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because they, they have references to, like, you know, social media and all that stuff. But, like, yeah, it's just so weird, like, to, to, to base this around the banana splits. Like, the banana splits was still a show that, like, even though it... Uh, when the movie takes place, the show has just been canceled, but that it's been running that long to where you have social media influencers and like, you know, showbiz parents trying to make a name off the banana splits. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, but I, I think that's ultimately the point of, of uh, the movie where it's just like a lot of these people are delusional. You know what I'm saying? And like the, the 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 one kid, uh, like who's originally you know the 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 intended target, uh, of this this kind of show, he's like the one who gets it. You know what I'm saying? Um, whereas everyone else is just like you know, like like the mother is there, like you know what I'm saying? Like ah, my son likes the likes the show, so I want to do something nice for him for his birthday. Uh, and then the brother is there because it's just like you know he loves his brother and you know tagging along and shit, but he really doesn't want to be there. The only reason he wants to stay is because uh, he he takes a liking to the the female assistant, um, and uh, apparently the, this this is a real deep cut of a reference. But like they they dress him as a uh, Michael Nesmith from uh, the Monkees. I didn't say track that, so you just said it, but that does actually make sense now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> like yeah, and it's, it's like you know <laughs> this is like. This is such a weird movie, if if you really think about it, because it's a movie about the banana splits, and you know what I'm saying, like who only like a like a certain like hardcore audience will remember, and then they have a direct reference to the monkeys, who's like, like even more niche audience would probably remember, you know what I'm saying, like who the fuck remembers the monkeys except people like you know what I'm saying who obviously watched it, 
<laughs> to be fair, I have never actually like watched the monkeys, but I'm aware of the monkeys. Yeah. Um. So it's like whereas the banana splits, I was at best vaguely aware of the monkeys. I was keenly aware of because at least the, the monkeys, I will say, are more relevant because the monkeys still have songs that you constantly still hear. Like Daydream Believer, you still hear all the fucking time. Yeah. So it's like the monkeys have maintained relevance. I don't know how the fuck they did it, but like, well, I guess they uh, kind of. There was a weird resurgence with the monkeys. Uh, in the 90s. I remember this only because um, I didn't know who the fuck they were until I got older. But um, they had all four of the monkeys separately playing random characters on, or I'm sorry, three of the four. I don't think they didn't get Nesmith. Um, But they had three of the four monkeys uh, playing random different characters on Boy Meets World. And so they did an episode where they had those three monkeys get together and play uh and i didn't understand the relevance of this at all when it was airing when i was a child um there was actually it's funny given like it was i was literally the target audience for that show there was tons of shit in that show that they did that i did not understand until i was older just like um this is a weird tangent but um like um there's an episode of boy meets world where like they like they separate cory and topanga and then like um topanga comes back like she ran away she came back and they send um, her, the whole episode talks about like Romeo and Juliet. And they send um, her aunt to go pick her up. And the aunt is Olivia Hussey. And you watch the crowd like lose their minds. And I did not understand what was going on at all. My entire childhood, I rewatched it so many times, like when they would re-air on Disney Channel and shit. I had no idea what was going on until I was an adult. And I rewatched it again because I have problems. <laughs> and um, I watched it on Disney Plus, and I was like, oh, because she played Juliet in the Zifferelli movie in the 70s. Mm. Did not track that for literally like 20 to 30 years. <laughs> like, it was just like, I had no idea what the fuck was going on until I was a full grown man. <laughs> nah, um, like, yeah, uh, Nesbeth definitely wasn't fucking. Yeah, no, doing... it was not. Yeah, it was, it was Davy Jones, um, Mickey, uh, Dolenz. Mickey Dolenz, and Peter Tork. Peter Tork, yeah. Yeah, because they because um, Peter Tork played Topanga's dad, yeah, and Mickey Dolenz was uh, Corey's dad's best friend, yeah, and like they they played like different characters, and then like they randomly brought in Davy Jones basically so they could do this whole like reunion thing, but yeah, Nesmith wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, apparently Nesmith's uh, family, uh, some company. Um, oh yeah, they they have Liquid Paper. Yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. And like when Liquid Paper became incredibly successful uh he he yeah, was fuck you money i <laughs> <laughs> said fuck you to the monkeys you know what I'm saying it's like i don't need you guys anymore also um, fair, he did produce repo man so he'll always have like a special place in my heart for producing repo man which i love so much yeah also uh davy jones remained popular because uh that was um marsha's favorite singer in yeah. the brady bunch uh That's to the point where uh when they did the brady bunch movie um they had him show up yes. at the big dance and like all like all the kids in the audience was like you know at the, with the dance were like who the fuck is this except marcia and all like the 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 the, 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 the teacher women oh my god that's davy jones you know what i'm saying so it's like davy jones remained popular for that reason but like yeah nobody and mickey uh delens he's remained like a popular cult actor uh like he showed up in a bunch of stuff like he was oh you uh, know he's constantly still working like yeah. it's like well, I feel like those guys, and like I don't mean this in a shitty way, 
But I feel like um, from everything I've ever seen with like Mike Nesmith versus um, the other monkeys, I feel like the other monkeys don't take themselves seriously. Yeah. And then like Mike Nesmith really did. Like, so it's like, I feel like that's why they kind of all kind of had stuff like this and like, like, like Boy Meets World and shit where they were like, yeah, fuck it. Like, we'll do this. Like, whatever. And then it's just like, whereas like Mike Nesmith wanted nothing to do with anything like that. He's just like, nah, I just want to, you know build a think tank and produce great cult films. <laughs> that's, that's, and like, that's, and Hey man, that's fine. Rock on. No, no. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, uh, uh, if I remember the, the last thing I saw, I know he's been in shit afterwards, but this is like the last thing I saw. I mean, if I've seen him in anything, I, I don't remember, but he was, uh, the, 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 the gun store guy who sold the, the gun to, uh, my, um, Malcolm McDowell's, uh, Loomis and, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was the one behind the counter that was like, uh, like, oh, if you want to tickle the thing you're hunting, use this gun. But if you want to blow its fucking head off, use this. So what we hunting? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh shit, it's Mickey Dolenz. And of course, Mickey Dolenz, uh, his daughter Amy has gone on to be like uh, yeah. uh actress herself, uh, appearing in uh many horror films herself, particularly Ticks. Uh, uh, I think she was in she was in Pumpkinhead too. I think. Two, yeah, Pumpkinhead, yeah, okay. Bloodwings, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like most famously, she was in a, "She's Out of Control." The the yes, Tony. I was Panther. gonna say that was the first thing I thought of. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's the first thing I actually. Saw she's her. in. We were talking off mic um, about uh, "Can't We Love." Uh, she's in that very briefly, uh, but she's in that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like we should mention why the fuck we were talking about "Can't Buy Me Love," but fuck it. Let's let's just leave the audience <laughs> with her, like, why the fuck were they talking about "Can't Buy Me Love"? Like. Just, just you know, just, just imagine what that conversation was like. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like this, this, this movie is like, is this? Um, oh, I, I got to give credit to um, the director Danishka Esterhazy. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> da- I Danishka, have no reason not to believe you. <laughs> yeah, Danishka Esterhazy. Um, uh, she she not only directed this, but she also directed the uh, as, as much like I said, like I I really really dig this movie, but she directed the Far Superior uh, Slumber Party Massacre remake. Oh, that was the same director. Yes. Oh, rock on, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the like, and to the point where I remember when um, uh, uh Damien Leone had revealed that he'd been in talks with uh, the producers of uh over at Paramount in the to to helm um uh a Friday the Thirteenth film. And like he has ideas and all that stuff, and everybody was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I like, you know, honestly, I agree with that because Damien Leone, like, he understood something that Sean Cunningham did, uh, that a lot of uh sl- slasher film uh, directors didn't was like the, um, the kill scenes as spectacle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of slasher movies is just like, oh, and you're dead and shit. But like. Sean Cunningham, like like we discussed in the Friday Thirteenth discussion, where it's like he had the foresight to know, like, yeah, the, we need to add some like gore in here, which you know he brought on Tom Savini. You know what I'm saying? And Leone obviously understands that. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we won't go into uh, now and shit because we we're definitely gonna talk about the Terrifier films. But like, yeah, he definitely understands that. You know, we got to make a spectacle of these kill scenes. So it's like, yeah, he's perfect for Friday Thirteenth. But then uh, I believe it was. Heather Wixon on Twitter, who stated that she would love to see uh, Danishka Esterhazy direct these movies because of, like, you know, her doing um, the Slumber Party Massacre remake. And I was like, 
You are absolutely 100% fucking right, Heather. You are 100% right because I fucking loved uh, the Slumber Party Massacre remake, which is something that we, we definitely have on schedule to discuss. Um, and uh, I, I really dig this movie. And, like, you know what I'm saying? And she's also someone who understands that uh, the kill scenes as spectacle, you know what I'm saying? Because that fucking producer on the, on the wheel, um, who, who, like, they take their time ripping his arms and legs off and then just let the like like his his body collapse into the like the, the floor grating beneath him just a, a sickening thud just ugh. it's just like yeah the, the person who made this definitely understands that this is the way to go and shit and uh i would love to see what she would like do if, like she ever got that chance you know what i'm saying but i i, I like i feel like leone would be the front runner though well, also my thing was like the only reason I would say Leone is like I feel like Leone um, has a better sense of like because I think okay I think that like okay I like this movie and I like the Slumber Party Massacre uh, 2021, um, but like they both have a very like tongue in cheek vibe, and yeah. I don't think that would work for Friday Thirteenth. Um, that's more of like a Nightmare on Elm Street thing, I think. Like because Jason. There is like the like, like six has that, but six is also is the best one, but it's also the one that most people fucking. That's 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 the, like if if you could see me, you could see my confusion that you would say that because it's no, no, like... no, as I'm saying, <laughs> I I love it, but it's also the one that I feel like a lot of people. It's it's it's, it's there's a very specific cult of that. I think like most people when they think of Friday Thirteenth are thinking of literally every other one, yeah, except for like the ones that have like because also I would say five has somewhat of a like tongue in cheek element. Oh yes, oh, um, it's very like, much. When people so. think of Friday Thirteenth, they think of like the ones that are less tongue in cheek. So I feel like if you were going to reboot Friday Thirteenth, I feel like it would be somebody like Leone. Like I'm not saying you wouldn't get to somebody like this, and where, where you would take a more kind of like twisted approach of like kind of like just doing it more of like yeah. a tongue in cheek type thing. I just don't think you would come out the gate that way. Uh, but I wouldn't be mad if they did. Like I would like I wouldn't be upset. I'm just saying like I feel like Leone would probably be like the best, give you the best version. Um, also because I think that he cares a lot like i think like i don't know i can't speak for this director but like yeah. i definitely think leone cares a lot um about making a friday 30th movie um like i think that that, that would probably because it's like even though i like the remake of friday 13th like i definitely don't get the vibe that marcus and spell actually gave a shit about friday 13th yeah as much exactly as just like made that movie and again i like that movie but like i just i don't think that he necessarily cared i think that like if he gave it to leone leone would be like losing his mind with joy making it and i think you'd get a really like at the very least you get a very like i, I don't want to say like fan service but like you'd get a very like i think um fan beloved because it was made by fans probably for fans kind of approach to it no yeah i i i, I definitely agree like oh and especially about the friday 13 remake because that's something i've been saying for years it's like um i mean we're definitely going to talk about that one um so i don't want to get too far into it but it's, it's definitely uh a movie with no soul and i think that's just with Nispel. um because it was definitely written with one but uh it wasn't directed with one 
uh, because uh, the the writers of that one, uh, Mark Swift and uh, was it uh, Damian Shannon? They, I will uh, say, speaking of FNAF, though, like, uh, did you see that tweet that came out? Um, yes, I did. Like, oh, you think you didn't get you didn't get Fridays and Fridays? Imagine passing on it. <laughs> like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, say, oh well, you know, shit happens. You know, what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I mean, they they have the success of Freddy versus Jason under their belt. Like, I think they were fine and shit. But like, yeah, the, the, to to see like it made how much. Opening weekend, fuck. <laughs> but um, going back to 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 her doing Friday Thirteenth, I think maybe less so with Slumber Party Massacre because uh uh the, the character in there, Russ Thorne, um the way he's portrayed in the remake, uh like yeah, it, there is a tongue in cheek vibe to it. But I think like her um in comparison to like where we brought up a uh, Jason Lives, um. I think like why she would be like a fantastic choice to to do a Friday Thirteenth because like she essentially does the same thing and here what McLaughlin did and Jason Lives where it's just like yes you're correct there's a, there's a really big tongue in cheek vibe to it like as we were discussing and shit they have a fucking reference to the monkeys uh, in this but like the the funniest thing about this movie like what I think is like, his greatest attribute is like the the characters who you would feel. Are, would be the most tongue-in-cheek are the banana splits, and they're the ones that are taken incredibly seriously. Once they go into their murderous rampage, they're full-on slasher movie villains, and that's it. They, they're not doing anything funny anymore and shit. Everything around them is tongue-in-cheek, except them. They're just going around fucking brutalizing everyone. Um, and it's, it's like, even when like they, they do their, like, you know, their, their, their little voiceovers and stuff and shit, it's still, like, it's made more terrifying that they're doing that as they're, like, they're just clearly in Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers mode. And, like, it just makes it, them even more scarier. And, like, that's essentially what McLaughlin did in Jason Lives, where it's just, like, everything around Jason is tongue-in-cheek except Jason. So, like, you're never making fun of Jason. I mean, well, I guess with the exception with uh, the whole James Bond... Uh, yeah. Fucking I don't opening think you're making thing. fun of Jason. I think they're, they're like, just kind of like lampooning the fact that yeah. it's like a long running series like yeah. James Bond was. I don't think it was meant to be like making fun of Jason or James Bond. I think it was just like the idea of we were on the sixth movie at that point. No, yeah, like yeah, but like the the, the image of Jason doing the fucking you know the the, the barrel uh, sequence. You know what I'm saying? It has to be funny. But like, yeah, no, definitely the fact that. At that time, they were on the sixth Friday the Thirteenth movie. Had to have been like Jesus. They made it like like essentially. That's led to uh, the like slasher movies getting lampooned um, in movies after that. Like you know, we talked about the Monster Squad. What, what was it? Uh, no, no, I was gonna say Garden Two Massacre. That was uh, the Blob. Yeah. Um, and Monster Squad. It was what Groundhog Day, wasn't it? Groundhog yeah. Day Part Twelve. Yeah. Um, uh, like, yeah, well, it's just like, oh, another one and another one, like part 12, part seven, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it, <laughs> we're not far off from that right now. It's just like, there's been 12 Friday the 13th movies. There's been 13 the Halloween movies. Um, so like, yeah, I get that. But I get like, if, if, cause you are correct that when people think of Friday the 13th, they'll think of two, they'll think of four, they'll think of three. They did. Like, as fans of the series, like the hardcore fans of the series, like general audiences, they'll go to Jason Lives, you know, because as, as I said, you know, what I'm saying there, there was a Twitter prompt where someone asked, like, why do people consider Jason Lives 
to be the best one because that seems to be the general consensus whenever that question is asked. And I said, because it's the, the one movie, the one movie in the series that strives and successfully achieves to actually be a real movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, it has real character arcs and shit where it's just like, I remember, um, I forgot who pointed it out, but they was like, uh, the, the Friday the 13th movies before that is essentially you know, people wandering around the woods until Jason shows up and murders them. And it was like, they don't even know Jason is like, is running amok. They're just like, ah, you know, here I am with, with my, my sexy girlfriend and we're going to have sex. And who is this? And I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, like, uh, Jason lives, like, she's like, you know, have acting, actually having character arcs and just being, to the point where, um, like, yeah, like, you know, there's something that needs to be achieved here. And I think, like, this movie kind of proves that she is capable of doing something like that. I don't necessarily think that everyone would want that. Um, because it'd be hard to, like, you know, like, I mean, Kevin Williamson kind of took what Jason Lewis did and just yeah. took it on to a greater aspect in, uh, with Scream. But it's just like, yeah, no, like, you know. I think people would just be happy with, you know, just Jason running around the woods, killing teenagers. And that's where I think Leone would come in to great effect. Also, um, uh, however, with that being said, a lot of people, including myself, feel like if they are going to make a new Friday the 13th, that uh, the the director, Vincent Tassanti, who's been doing the Never Hike Alone movies, should be like, he's the one who should get it because he's the one that has been essentially keeping the Friday the 13th franchise alive with his fan films. Um, so, but also, also like I did get advertisement that, uh, uh, for, uh, a, uh, Indiegogo campaign with about a Friday the 13th fan film called neon fear, where it's like in the future, like people are turning into like fucking like, uh, there's like a virus that's turning people into like Jason, like, but like versions of Jason. And where it's just like their face will turn into a hockey mask. And like the like the only reason to the only way to stop this is like you know, uh these 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 people have to go back in time to 1984 and capture the real Jason so he come back and defeat these hordes of like you know, uh, uh evil Jasons and like that that sounds really fucking dope. Yeah, that like, actually is cool. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. Like and if you see that like like they they have like um I guess like uh, graphic designs of like like how they want the movie to look and it's like yeah this shit looks really fucking dope I'm, I'm gonna send it to you so you can see but um like people say like he should get it and then like you have majority of people saying Leone should get it but I, I I feel like I'm in a camp that says she should get it you know what I'm saying like if they do another one because she seems to like get it you know what I'm saying to you know and this proof she's got the chops and shit. Like, and also if if you've seen her Slumber Party Massacre remake, um, which I which I feel is 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 fairly fucking brilliant, uh, um, just takedown of the slasher movie genre in itself. You know what I'm saying? Like she she's she's got what what it takes and shit to like to to do something like like that. You know, so I I I I am in the camp that uh, Tanishka Estahazi should should direct Friday the 13th and it's like <laughs> you know the funny thing too is that uh, I was talking to Morgan about that she was like do we really need another Friday the 13th fuck off <laughs> yes yes we goddamn do <laughs> like that's what I kind of told her I was like not really but why not you know what I'm saying like why not like why not and plus we need we need another Friday the 13th because and also for that matter like fucking like if we're gonna fucking reboot fucking everything 
I'm getting goddamn Jason back, motherfucker. Like, I would just, like, this is no. Like, if we, it's, it's, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, like, 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 let's calm it down on the motherfuckers we're referring to Morgan, okay? Like, 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 like come on. Like, you know, let's, let's, just, let's just be cool here. I, I'm about to reach into the screen and strangle you with your Marvel sweater. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if we're going to get every other piece of goddamn IP, I want that. Like, I was like, that's, I, I don't ask for a goddamn lot, and you give me a lot of shit I don't need, Hollywood. Give me this. Like, this is all I'm asking for. No, I mean, it, 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 I, I do agree with you. Essentially, we do need another one because we, we stopped at 12 with, with the remake. The remake was the 12th Friday the 13th movie. We kind of need that one because we need a 13th Friday the 13th. It's just, you know, after that, it's just like, yeah, you know, I don't think we need any more. We just need to hit that number, you know what I'm saying, because it, it just it just, it just just works best. But um, other than that, uh, I, don't, I don't think we'd like, you know... Let's just like I mean, because we we got art, you know what I'm saying. Art could be the the the, the front runner to, to to lead us into a new slasher movie heyday, you know what I'm saying. People love art and like you know went crazy like over the teaser no, trailer. I'm not for... saying, like, I, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not in any way saying like, I don't want to like I want Jason to like replace anyone. I'm just saying like if we're going to have like new Michael Myers movies at the same time that we're having um, like Art the Clown in like Terrifier. It doesn't, it I mean like it wouldn't bother me to also have fucking Jason standing there as well. Like it's like, that's like, I'm not saying like he's going to be replacing anyone in the Pantheon. No, 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 absolutely not replacing anyone at all. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just like, like, you know, like, Kind of like how Michael and Jason and and Freddie, kind of not replaced, but like just um, pushed the forefront of horror and shit. It like took the lead, the the baton and shit in the race of horror and shit from the Universal monsters. Yeah, like you know we could kind of do that with like you know art, and we're like we'll we'll, we'll need some uh, new because I mean I feel like Ghostface kind of like sits with michael and and freddie now and and yeah. jason you know like it, it's kind of that franchise and shit so it's like it's, it's it's not really you know leading the forefront anymore like it's it is the forefront you know what i'm saying where it's just like you could pass it on to like somebody like art um which is weird for me to say because it's just like i, I just think those <laughs> movies are, i just think those movies are fine you know what i'm saying where it's just like everybody's like terrifier three and i'm like no, that's rad. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lose my fucking mind over here and shit, but uh, it, uh, I'm fine. But, like, I, I mean, I, I support horror, so, like, I'm, I'm happy for Damien Leone that he actually made a new icon of horror and, like, you know, could, you know, is leading the forefront now. You know what I'm saying? He's in the lead with, with, with Art the Clown and shit, but, you know, um, it, it, if, if he does get it, you know what I'm saying, so be it, but uh, I, like, it's 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 a thing, you know what I'm saying, that uh, to 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 get into it, it's like maybe we should, you know what I'm saying, like have it like because if you if you've seen her Slumber Party Massacre remake, she obviously has like a specific lens that she looks at the slasher movie genre from that I find fairly uh fascinating, intriguing, like just outright brilliant at times. And I feel like maybe we need a voice like that. To look at what is essentially the the quintessential uh, slash movie franchise in Friday the Thirteenth, you know what I'm saying? And like this and uh, her Slum Party Massacre remake are like the two best 
audition tapes, I think you could see, like in comparison to like uh, Leone's two Terrifier movies. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, Honestly, I, I if I was going to put her, I would have if, if anything, I would say like this and Slumber Party Massacre. Um, granted, I don't know how the, it would even happen at this point because I mean, they kind of proved with the remake that I don't think people will accept another person playing the role. I already know I, what I you're going to say. Yeah, I think that she'd be really a good fit for like Nightmare on Elm Street, honestly. Um, because like, I think that like, um, that's what I said. Like, I was like, I think that like the tongue in cheek thing works with Freddy. Um, better than anybody, even though it can be taken too far, which is, I think, kind of the problem with um, Freddy's Dead. Um, but I think when you do it right in, like, let's say, like, three and four, it can be very effective. So I think that she would be a, a good fit for that. The only problem is, <laughs> at this point, I don't know that you can, until, like, Robert Englund is in the ground, <laughs> like, I don't think that you're going to have anyone else play freddie and people accept it but i think they should be a very good fit for that no i mean i i, I the, the problem with that remake was just so oh, no, no, no. you know you, you know you're right i'm just saying but like i feel like the big takeaway from it for most like people that like were like in studios were like they that they didn't see it as like this is a piece of shit that's why people don't like it it was well, people aren't gonna accept anybody but uh, robert england is freddie and i was like that's not the right lesson, but if it keeps you from making more of these, I guess that's fine. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever you got to do. <laughs> no, like, because I felt like w- when it was announced that people were into it, you know, yeah. they, Jackie Earl Haley, even England himself was into it. Yeah. That Jackie Earl Haley is just that the movie was fucking terrible. And, yes. like, and that was like, yeah, like, that was the excuse they used and shit. Like, no one will accept, uh, uh, anybody else but Robert England was like, it's just you made a terrible fucking movie. That's that's like where your cast members are like, uh, we we intentionally sandbagged our performance and shit because this movie was fucking awful and then we don't like. Was it was it was it? She was like hoping she would get fired. Yeah, Rooney Mara. You know what I'm saying? Because like she thought it was terrible, so she said completely sandbagged her performance. But they were just like obviously no one gave a shit so they just kept her so she just got a terrible performance in there because i remember it was just like i saw that movie and that was the first thing i saw her and yeah. so like when they announced her for other shit i was just like oh my god not her yeah, I had the same reaction too and then <laughs> yeah i saw her social network and i was like what the fuck she's good what the fuck how the hell was that <laughs> right and then like you see her in uh david fincher is a girl with the dragon tattoo and yeah. she's, she's she's fantastic in there and it's like and then you get like you know oh like uh, i intentionally gave a bad performance in that movie and it's like oh now it all makes sense because you're fucking wonderful what the fuck happened here and it's like yeah nobody gave a shit you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like thomas decker was just like yeah nobody gave a shit on this movie like i wanted to do it because like you know i love freddie and shit but nobody else gave a shit on this set so who cares you know what i'm saying it's like yeah uh, nobody cares about that remake. Um, the fact that but we no, I mean, like, <laughs> the, like that is like so. Yeah, like I, I will say to like just to like bring it around is like I think that um, this is kind of the most unsung of the movies we're talking about, yeah. but is also the least deserving of that because um, like I feel like a lot of people who didn't like Five Nights at Freddy's would probably be actually be really into this if they gave it a shot. Yeah. I just think a lot of people just didn't give a fuck because, like me, they didn't know what the fuck it even was. Like, it was just like, I only knew it from that song, and, like, I've seen, like, images of the Banana Splits, but I'd never, like, actually watched the show. So I feel like that's kind of, like, held it back. But I think, like, there's been this weird, like, thing that's happened in recent years 
where like um especially um after uh the move the fighters and Freddy's movie came out of like kind of the willie's wonderland hive rising up and i was like which is fair i mean I, I definitely like get why that's a thing which is why we're about to talk about it but um i think that the banana splits movie after upon rewatching it i'm like that deserves a like a, a bigger cult like a big, a big a bigger piece of like the like slasher monster pie in terms of fandom no, yeah, most definitely. I, I definitely agree with you. Like, particularly, like, to the people who, you know, felt like, you know, they hated Five Nights at Freddy, like, you know, like, it wasn't made for me. How come? Banana Splits is 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 definitely more your jam, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if if you can get it, like, it's not streaming, like, well, not for free anyway. It's yeah. like, it's not, a, it's not a, I think it was on Max. It's not on there anymore. Um but, I don't have that problem because I have the Blu-ray DVD. Yeah. So it's like I can watch it whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> don't mean to brag, but you know what I'm saying? Like as a physical media person, I don't have those problems. <laughs> but yeah, like if you ever get the chance, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, if you want some like, you know, and it's real quick pace too. It's only 89 yeah. minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's really mean and vicious. And if that's your jam and shit, go ahead. Knock yourself out, buddy. That The, the producer sure did. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back for the uh, third and final of the killer animatronic triple feature that we are putting <laughs> together. Um, which it's funny because, like, um, I remember um, when I it, this was during uh, kind of I guess now I guess maybe it's not completely, but it was kind of like the um, the denouement, uh, the peak and denouement of uh, the cage. Um, getting out of the slums, like rising from the slums of uh, direct-to-video and uh, streaming films back into being like real, like like big budget stuff, like when he like recently was in Renfield. And I guess now his uh, price has gone up substantially since then. Um, so this was probably like towards the end of uh, this era. But this was like, I remember this was like uh, the year, because this was 20, Willy Wonderland came out in 2020. I remember, I'm 99% sure... Also, the um, martial arts movie he did that I fucking hated came out the same year. Jiu-Jitsu? Yes. And um, also, I want to say, was Pig this year or the next year? I can't remember. But like, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was, it was this weird era where it's like, because he was so hell-bent for like, you know, keeping the lights on his home, um, that he would basically Me. do whatever was offered to him. You mean his uh, castle? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, at this point, I don't even know if he still has the castle. I mean, he's trying desperately just to, like, he was, like, he's fucking, like, selling off assets. Like, he's crazy Eddie um, at this stage. But um, he's, like, doing whatever's offered to him, and you end up with stuff that's, like, really cool. Um, like, actually, like, what I think is, like, legitimately great, like, pig, or you end up with stuff that is pretty unwatchable like jujitsu um and then i'm sorry both matt and i are on the same page on that movie like i remember like matt um showed it to me our friend matt assery um showed it to me like on a screener before it actually came out and i was just like i thought this was gonna be like fun bad but no it's just unwatchable like i was just like holy shit like this is just 
I hate this so much. Like I was just like the only person in this movie that's like that's actually entertaining me is Nicolas Cage. I think Matt's uh, thing in his review was he was like Nicolas Cage seems to be having fun. I wish that he like I wish that the movie was as fun as he was having as as much fun as he was having. And I was just like, that's fair. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. I will say though, like you you and Matt are on the same page, but me and Vern are on the same page because we both enjoy that movie. <laughs> that's fine. I just I don't I I don't like it. But I'm not saying that I'm right. I just don't like it. Um, but um. But no, but like this, um, it was funny because when it was coming out, I, that, this was actually the one that I actually did connect instantly with Five Nights at Freddy's because like Banana Splits, A, I didn't see it um, until probably about the time that I'd, saw, I'd seen this. And it came out in 2019, but I definitely didn't see it till like 2020. Um, and um, I did make the connection of the Five Nights at Freddy's thing until I was actually watching it. Um, whereas this, just based on hearing the plot synopsis, I was like, oh, so it's Five Nights at Freddy's. And then, like, um, when I actually watched it, it's funny how it's, like, um, it's, like, I kind of touched on it when we were talking earlier, but I was like, it's the weirdest fucking movie. Like, not going to say it's the weirdest movie ever, but it was, like, it's so fucking weird, where it just, like, they take, it's, like, they almost had, it's, like, they had, um a basic slasher movie version of Five Nights at Freddy's, which would make perfect sense. Because, like, really, just the idea of, like, a bunch of stupid kids in a, like, basically, like, I, think, I remember like, when I was telling Zoe about um, Chuck E. Cheese and about, like, Five Nights at Freddy's, and I was like, it's Chuck E. Cheese without getting sued. Um, <laughs> I was like, it's like, it's, it's, they're basically yelling at you, this is not Chuck E. Cheese for legal reasons! Like, but it's very much Chuck E. Cheese. Um, this is basically taking the same idea of, like, a bunch of, like, kids, um, or, like, I mean, 20-year-olds, um, playing, like, I guess, I don't know if this would be teenagers or just in their 20s, whatever, um, but basically, uh, all in a, like, um, basically Chuck E. Cheese filled with evil, evil animatronics and basically making a slash movie. Like, that, on paper, makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, <laughs> but the thing was, along the way, Somehow, somebody got the idea of basically putting a action hero into that. Like, basically, like, basically, like, and it's like, it's, on paper, it doesn't even seem like it'd be Nick Cage. Like, on paper, it seems like you almost put in, like, um, the character of being, like, a kind of like a Schwarzenegger or, like, a Stallone. Like, he's, like, like, one of, like, those guys who played a superhero without actually playing a superhero. Like, with, like, whatever movie they were in, they were a superhero, even though they'd never played, like, Captain America. Mm. Um, but instead of that, you have Nick Cage and who never says a fucking word in the movie. Yes. Um, yes. and it's like, like barely even makes sound, like even like with Neil or whatever. It's like, so it's like, it's all these weird fucking, like these two like different movies that's like, it's like you have your basic slash movie version of Five Nights at Freddy's and then you have your like weird action movie version of Five Nights at Freddy's. And it's like they had two scripts and they were like, which one should we do? And someone was like, why not both? And they just like fucking went through and just put them all the ideas together into one thing. And like, it weirdly works. Although the only problem with it that I have um, watching it is like something that I kind of forgot about um, before is like, I completely get why you have the kids 
like not again like 20 something year olds um not like kid kids um i completely get why you have those characters because like as i said the most basic version of this is a slash movie so that makes sense the problem though is um besides providing cool kills and a body count they don't give you anything like you don't they don't really like they they're there to serve that purpose and that's it you don't give a fuck about them in any way shape or form and that stuff kind of in my mind at least fell away because the stuff that i remember the stuff that i really like is basically the stuff where you have action hero silent nick cage versus evil animatronics which turned out to be even though that wasn't the movie that i was looking for was absolutely the movie that i wanted because like holy fucking shit is that stuff really entertaining like and it's like it's it's it's, it's such an insane movie because again it's these two things mashed together but like that aspect of it i think is the one thing that this has over either version like it's like the, the other movies we talked about where it's just like i like five days at freddy's I actually like uh, Banana Splits more than I thought that I did. Um, but the thing that this movie has that none of them have is just silent Nick Cage fucking up animatronics. And that is just the best thing in all of them. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it, going through these movies, I realized it's just like three different versions of essentially the same story. Yeah. Someone being in like this, this former child establishment at night and having to deal with these evil animatronics and uh it's like five nights at freddy's is um and like it does have a slasher elements but it's more like you know uh it goes like more of a supernatural thing um which and, to be fair is what the game or i'm not the game but the, the lore of the game is yeah where it's like basically like the idea that um <laughs> william afton literally murdered children and put their bodies inside of the animatronics and then through whatever fucking supernatural element occurred now those children's spirits haunt those animatronics yeah yeah and then banana splits is more i think it's the most slashery of the three where where it's just like robots run amok animatronics run amok and just like killing people where this one is like essentially the action movie version of that like it does have a slasher elements but well, it's like, yes like, and no because like, 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 it basically just ships like back and forth where it's like it's basically like two movies happening simultaneously like yeah. where it's like when it goes into slasher mode it's very slasher like that entire yeah. sequence with uh the bad kid from kobakai fucking the girl um while being stared at by the the alligator um that is pure slasher movie like that is 100 yeah. slasher movie yes so, like there is definitely really like there is a slasher movie in there as i said like, this like they put this weird action movie with it that actually works better and yeah. no one realized that i guess until <laughs> it was like time to actually release it they was like well it's too late now <laughs> now nah, like it's it's it, it's very evil there too in that regard where it's like uh the most interesting parts of Evil Dead 2 is when it's Ash alone in the cabin just, just battling these monsters and then other characters show up and kind of like as, as much as I love Evil Dead 2 you kind of just wanted it to be Ash in the cabin by himself and in this one it's like I, I do love like you know the, the slash elements you know what I'm saying with like the kids in there and they're getting picked off but it's just like I'm into just Nicolas Cage uh, 
drinking his energy drinks and playing the pinball machine, then occasionally fucking up, like having a a, a fight scene with the, the animatronics, and then just going about his business. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, and like cleaning. He, like yeah. he actually, I think the thing I think is actually like the the best thing about this movie, rewatching it, is like they're so hell bent on making Nicolas Cage like not only like an action hero but kind of a western hero. Where not yeah. only is he like fucking up the evil animatronics, he is also a man of his word and doing what he is there to get paid to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like after he fucking uh, uh, beats the the animatronics to death. He he then like cleans up after himself and then just drinks an energy drink and then goes back to playing the pinball machine. You know what I'm saying? Like, but by the morning, place is fucking spotless. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he he just he's just there to do a job and shit. And it's just like I love like when when the other character shows up. He's just like oh god. You know what I'm saying? And but like he's just like he's just like a, a man who's there to do a job. You know what I mean? He would literally use the Rorschach line. <laughs> Where it's like, they're not trapped in there. He's not trapped in there with them. They're trapped in, in there with him. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I remember uh, you brought that up that he has no lines. Uh, I remember when this came out, uh, our, our friend uh, Mike Scott, um, in his letterbox review said that the, the fact that you cast the Nicolas Cage in here, one of our greatest living actors, and gave him no lines is certainly a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm and I feel like that, that that had to have been his idea. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm pretty sure it was. Like, I feel like I, I don't know for, I, I can't find a source, but I remember hearing something where it's like originally the character did have dialogue and Nicolas Cage didn't like it. So he was just like, how about the character is just silent? And like, it fucking works. Like, I was like, no offense to Mike. But for me, it fucking works. No, no, it works for me too. Like, like I'm laughing because it's essentially like, uh, uh, what happened with uh Christopher Lee? Yes. And, uh, with uh, which Dracula was it? Uh, Prince of Darkness. I want to say, but also it was uh Crispin Glover in Charlie's Angels as well, where this is like actors who don't like their dialogue, so they become silent and become exponentially more interesting. Like, like yeah, like they like the idea of the movie, but they hated all their dialogue, so it's like can I just play this silently? And then they like, just like, sure. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, how are you going to say no to Nicolas Cage? It's like the fact that you got Nicolas Cage at all is, 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 is a dream. So it's like Nicolas Cage is like, yeah, I hate all my dialogue. I'm not going to say any of this shit. I'm just going to play this silently. And they just like, uh, okay. You know, that's fine. But like, yeah, like I, I 100% agree with you. I, I think it, it works tremendously. It actually makes it more interesting. The fact that he has no lines. Yeah, you know that uh, even when, like when at the beginning when they're asking like you know they're giving him the like oh we'll fix your car but um, you have to stay in this in this establishment one night and clean and he just nods like okay you know what I'm saying and then that's it and then like you know he goes and like the fact that he actually puts on I think that was the one of the terms that he had to wear the shirt right yeah the, well the yeah now you're officially on the staff yeah and like I love the fact that. When when he does have a battle and shit and kills him, it gets I guess like their fluid spilled on him. He would just go and put on another shirt, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then just like he cleans the place and then goes back and plays his pinball, you know what I'm saying? And drinks his energy drink, which uh like he has like what like a a, a sack filled with just cans of this this energy drink, um, and just like click opens it, drinks it, plays pinball, goes to cleaning, 
fights one of these things, murders it brutally, and like cleans up after himself, and then just goes back to playing pinball and drinking his energy drink. And it's just like, yeah, this is like, I I, I could see Nicolas Cage looking at this and be like, because Nicolas Cage, like, you know, he, I mean, when when he does certain roles, like he did Pig, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, he understands, like, the, you know, the, 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 the material here. So he's going to play it up. But, like, he also has, like, the mindset was just like this could be cool you know what i'm saying because like you know he 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 does have like you know that kind of geekish quality to him where it's just like this would be a cool thing to do and obviously he was looking at it and it was just like obviously like you know he's as stated he, he thought his lines were terrible but also like it would probably seem cool if i'm just in here saying nothing you know what i'm saying you're just following me around as i as i clean up the place and I, I, I say not a fucking thing. Even when there are other characters in the scene and they're talking to me, I'm going to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? And and it, and it works. Like like he he has the the right ideas. You know what I'm saying? When when it comes to this thing, and it's just it's it's so much entertaining. It's just like it also like like I said, this is like the, the 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 action movie version of this, and it's like it's clearly shot in the, in that regard. Like like his fight scenes, they clearly have like that that kind of like new sensibility about shooting action where it's just like very shaky cam but not it's not too bad you know what i'm saying because we we've seen action movies where the shaky cam is fucking terrible like the fact that shaky cam is actually still a fucking thing in in action movies is annoying to me um especially like because because as we've stated before like that that became a thing after uh paul greengrass did uh born supremacy and like everybody's like, hey, that's cool. And it's like, no, but it works for that particular story. It's not gonna work for everything. But motherfuckers, you know, in Hollywood, when something is popular, it's like, hey, let's try that. Cause it seemed to work for that movie. And it's like, it doesn't work for yours. Like, you know, the 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 shaky cam, the over editing, the like the quick cuts, um, taken three, uh being like the the, the worst example of that. Um, but it's it's not too bad. Like you know, it's it's more. I, I think it, like it captures that that kind of sensibility that Paul Greengrass has was like the chaos of the moment. But like th- this one is more like done like like well in a way that you know what I'm saying just doesn't like really obscure uh, like the fight scene. It just well, gives also it, like, I feel like it a, kind of had to to some extent because like. Five Nights at Freddy's, even though it wasn't like it's not a huge budget, but like it had like twenty five million dollars, whatever. So you could afford to hire the Jim Henson's Creature Shop to make your fucking animatronics. I don't know who the fuck they hired. I don't know how much money was spent on Willy's Wonderland. I'm willing to guess it was a fuck of a lot less though. So I feel like um, when you're doing kind of fight scenes in such a way, it probably is to some extent also to hide the fact that like you maybe don't have the most money to be making the most kind of um yeah you're putting your best foot forward when it comes to your action sequences featuring like a real person and what's supposed to be a deadly animatronic <laughs> right 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 yeah and like considering that you know it's it's um you know you're fighting a man in the suit and like you know you it's hard to craft uh, intricate fight scene like that, especially when you have someone in a suit whose vision is probably horribly obscured, and so like they can't do a complicated uh, fight scene. So it's like it, it has to be basic in its choreography, 
So it's like essentially like, you know, the best way to create energy is kind of like do it like, you know, uh, like in a manic kind of vibe to it. And like, I think they portray that well. I, I think they portray that very well. Like I've seen people complain about it. I was like, I don't have a problem with it at all. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm the first one to say I fucking hate shaky cam, but I don't have no problem with uh, like how they portrayed any of the fight scenes in it. I do like how it's just like, there's never a moment in any of the fight scenes where like, Nick Cage character seems in trouble. Oh no, yeah. Just, uh, nah, like, yeah, no, that 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 is like, as I said, like he's basically playing like a like kind of like one of those guys. Like it's not like the whole thing. Like um, there are certain action actors. Like let's say like um, I don't want to say like across the board Bruce Willis, but let's say Bruce Willis as John McClane in the first Die Hard. Like the whole point was that he's a guy who's in over his head. Yes. Like, so so they're playing that. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, when you have, let's say, um, like, Schwarzenegger in Commando, like, or Schwarzenegger in basically anything, um, the whole point was to basically, like, he's playing a superhero even though he's not playing a superhero. And I feel like what they're basically doing with this is basically taking something from that playbook, where it's, like, he's playing a superhero without playing a superhero, which I think actually works well for, like, the whole thing of, like, you know nothing, because this movie, even though there is lore to it, like, like from the from a lore standpoint, this is the most directly ripping off Five Nights at Freddy's. Like they literally oh, yeah. basically took the lore from Five Nights at Freddy's and changed it like just enough to not get sued. But it's so fucking close in almost every way. Um, like, and this, it's like, um, in terms of Nicolas Cage's character, there is no lore. Like you literally, he is introduced. And as we said, he has no dialogue. So he's introduced. He's in a cool car. His fucking tires get blown out. He gets picked up. He gets brought there. So you don't know anything about his backstory. You don't know. Like, it's like there's not, it's not like he's like Rambo, whereas like he's like the best fucking soldier that ever lived. Um, and now he's going to kill everybody in your fucking town. Like, it's not like that. It's just like you know nothing. Like, you literally just know that he is a guy that was in a cool car. And, like, you learn very quickly upon him taking on the animatronics that he is not to be fucked with. And whatever his background is, he is basically, at this point, a professional badass. <laughs> like, he, like, and it's, that's actually, I think, works really well for this thing. Because that's, 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 like, it's, like, it's a, kind of the opposite of, like, with um, Hutcherson in Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Where it's, like, the thing that you were saying, where it's, like, you'd never get the vibe that Nicolas Cage is in trouble. Whereas, like... You feel like something bad could happen to Hutcherson at any moment in Five Nights at Freddy's, despite him being the lead. No, yeah, totally. Like, Cage is essentially playing uh, uh, the man with no name. Yes. Uh, exactly. from, from, yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Essentially, the man with no lines either. You know I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, it's not like Eastwood has a lot of lines in, like, um, really any of them, like, but especially not in uh, Fistful of Dollars. Like, he just he, he talks sparingly. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, but I, I I'm pretty sure that uh, Nicholas uh, Cage probably had that idea in his head as well. It's yeah. just like play like you know a badass Western hero who comes into town to clean it up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, just and you know we don't know where he's coming from, like or who he is. He's just this badass that showed up one day and shit, and just like this 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 town has an evil secret or problem. And he just decides, like, you know, for the brief time that he's there, he's going to take care of it for, for whatever reason and just move on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, 
where whereas to 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 the, the rest of the town or like the establishment like you know the people around this establishment it's just like an incredible moment in their history but to Nicolas Cage it's just Tuesday <laughs> like essentially you know and like that, I mean to be fair like, even the townsfolk are basically treating it like it's fucking nothing like it's just like it's like just just another sacrifice for like their fucking weird deal they made with the serial killers inhabiting the fucking animatronics no yeah like. To, to the point where like uh we we haven't mentioned her yet but uh uh the the, the sheriff uh main police officer is played by uh the great beth grant yes um the, the director of sparkle motion i was gonna say um, yes who doubts our commitment to sparkle motion <laughs> <laughs> like yeah like you know what I'm saying where she like like she is essentially ig- ignoring the problem because she's just hoping like you know this is our evil little secret and this is what we have to do to keep it, you know, on, on, on the low. And Nicolas Cage is coming, like, to the point where she apologizes to them, you know. To uh, the animatronics, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know this motherfucker was going to be like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're so fucking sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, to the point where she handcuffs him and leaves him there. And it still has no effect because he still gets up and fucks everybody up. You know? Um... So like yeah like like that that is you know as you said this is really the closest to Five Nights at Freddy like this is like the funny thing is that you could get away like with uh, the banana splits being how it is even though like most people consider uh, a rip off of Five Nights at Freddy like as a as I meant to mention that it was through the banana splits uh, movie is how I found out about Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, because everybody said, oh, this is a ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. And I said, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? And then, like, you know, I Googled it. And like, oh, okay. Like, you know, that makes sense. This one, yeah. yeah. This is, this is like, after learning, like, yeah, they're straight doing Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, and, like, like it's, like, it's, 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 it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, if I'm going to be honest, like, you know, as we're we're discussing all three movies back to back like this, and like if you would ask me, like how I would rate them, this would probably be um, my least favorite. Um, although I do dig it a lot, I, I I do like this movie. You know what I'm saying? So that's not like you know me commenting on its quality. I like it a lot, as you can see. Like you know we're having you know fun time talking about it and like all the things we like. But in comparison, this is probably my least favorite of the three. Um, it's it's like, it, it, I I feel like the, the it's it's like the the whole Five Nights at Freddy's thing is one thing, but it's just like this movie's greatest attribute is that it has Nicolas Cage starring in it, and that's yes. basically it. You know what I'm saying? Like the the, the banana splits. It's like you know less people know about it, which is like like you know a testament to what you said. It's like that's why it's probably the least regarded out of the three. Because this one does have Nicolas Cage in it. So it'll always have the up over the Banana Splits movie. Because Banana Splits movie really has no, nobody, nothing in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And people, you know, only like, you know, a, a more niche audience knows about uh, Banana Splits. This one has Nicolas Cage. So everyone's going to know about it. Um, but it's just like, yeah, like, you know, the. I, I did like Five Nights at Freddy's. I know that surprised you, because I remember. No, I, I wasn't like I'm not like like I wasn't like, like an unpleasant surprise. I just was like no, I was no, surprised I know, I know. you liked it as much as you did. 
Yeah, because I um, because I I remember like you you had seen it before I did because I waited till Halloween to watch it. You watched it like when it, when it first yeah. premiered on Peacock. Um, and I asked like like how you know what did you what did you think of it? And um, he was like, it's fine. Um, you you felt like Willy's Wonderland was uh well at the time that you know we had we had that discussion. That you felt like Willy's Wonderland is still the one that you you know you like the 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 most, and that uh at like also at that time you said that um you know you weren't uh like uh I don't know like I I don't remember what you said exactly um I would have to look at the text but like you you kind of had the same feelings for Five Nights at Freddy's that you did for the Banana Splits movie mm-hmm. is that it's fine but it's just like you're not you know. Like just kind of indifferent to to, to 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 both movies in the same thing, um, and you said you you would guess that my feelings would depend on how I would like it in comparison to like this or Banana Splits movie, and I was like I really dig Banana Splits movies, and I was like well, there you go, you know what I'm saying? Um, going through all three, Banana Splits is still my favorite one. Mm-hmm. It would be like Banana Splits, Five Nights at Freddy's, Willy Wonderland, although. I I do really dig all three movies. It's just that B- Banana Splits t- takes the up and uh, the 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 dub for me is because it's the the one that has the, the meanest streak to it. What well, <laughs> thing is like I have switch like I like that's, I tried to make clear. I was just like I would actually now also give it the dub um, because like I upon watching them all because like I didn't rewatch Five Nights at Freddy's for the curse of this because I watched it I watched it three times now and I'm like. I'm good for a minute. Because um, I watched it the day it came out. I watched it two days later with Zoe. And then I watched it a week later to drive in. And I was just <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm cool for a minute on Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> no, and I, I remember that too because uh, that that that, dri- that particular driving was also showing Halloween and, uh, what was it, H2O? Yep. And you don't even know the pain that I felt, Rob. That was probably like, <laughs> that was like, oh, God. That was like my <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I had flashbacks, Rob. <laughs> no, I remember because you posted that. It was like, you know, that, like, they, they were showing Halloween and, and uh, Halloween H2O, but you were going with Danny and Zoe to see. Five Nights at Freddy's and Megan, and he was like, "Just kill me now." And then, <laughs> and then Danny chimed in and was like, "I said you could go see that one," and I was just like, "He'll be fine." And, then, <laughs> yeah. and you put the gift like, "I'm fine," with the little boy crying. <laughs> and it's just like, "Yeah, that man is in pain. <laughs> like my bros in pain." <laughs> I mean, that is a good double though. Yes, uh, Five I Nights agree. at Freddy's and Megan. But like, no, I that's, why I, that's why I did stay for it. And, I think, and Danny commented on that too because she hadn't seen Megan yet. But she was just like, that was a really good double feature. Like, that played really yeah. well. And I was like, no, no, no. They were all well put together. Because um, it was not only, it was basically like the one screen was Five Nights at Freddy's and Megan. One screen was H2O and the original Halloween. And uh, one screen was Nightmare for Christmas and Beetlejuice. And, well, they also, they also were showing Taylor Swift. That doesn't count. Um, that was its own thing. Um, hey, hey, be but, careful. Be, be careful. No, no, no. no I'm, not, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying it's not a double feature. It's, it's, it's its own thing. I didn't even know it was three fucking hours long. I was like, Jesus the, Christ. The, be careful. Don't get us murdered by the Swift. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I have nothing against Taylor Swift one way or the other. I'm just saying, like, I was just like, I was just shocked at how long it was. Like, I was like, I was like, how does it have its own screen? And I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, it's three hours long. I was like, okay, that, that's, I guess, how it has three of its own screen. Um, but no, um, like, this, so they were all good doubles. It was just like, 
I would have rather done uh, one of the other two and definitely would have preferred H2O and Halloween, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> but no, um, like, so yeah, so I didn't really watch it again for the purpose of the, so I just watched Willy Wonderland and, uh, and um, Banana Splits again. And um, when I watched them again, as I said, I was just like, I did flip because I do still really like Willy's Wonderland. Like, I do think Willy's Wonderland is very, it's a, it's a good time. It's yes, a very yeah. good execution of that concept. Yeah. Um, and like the Nicholas Cage stuff especially, I think is like the best execution of that concept. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, as I said, like when I was rewatching them, the main takeaway that I uh, ended up having is um, that in Willy's Wonderland, I don't give a fuck about any of the characters. Right. Uh, except for Nicolas Cage. Um, and that's mostly because it's Nicolas Cage in his performance. And he's so mm. good. Um, but like most people, like it's like, it's very, and as I said, that's not an issue for me. We've just had this conversation on the podcast, in life, whatever. Um, I, there are certain times where I have zero problem if I don't give a shit about the characters, um, just watching them get fucking killed in cool and creative ways. Super down. Um, that's totally fine. Although ideally I would like to care when they die and therefore yeah. feel something. But yeah. like, I don't necessarily care if you don't do that, if you at least give me cool kills. Um, this, it kind of lands in the middle where it's just like, I don't care about the characters and the kills are fine. Yeah. Um, whereas like, um, and in the case of Five Nights at Freddy's, like there's not like a lot of kills. Um, and when they do happen, you're kind of not privy to them because they're not, it's not made. It's because basically I guess I should note um, Willy's Wonderland and Banana Splits movie are both hard R rated. Um, yeah. whereas, um, Five Nights at Freddy's was PD 13. Um, and so therefore it definitely holds back a lot, um, in terms of like the violence. And for me, <laughs> because I am me, that does kind of hold it back for me a little bit because like, it's like the conversation I had with Zoe, where it's just like, I personally fucking love blood and gore. So it's like, if you made me a Five Nights at Freddy's movie that is just wall-to-wall blood and gore, I am all about that shit. Um, without it, I'm not like, this stops me from enjoying the movie because there's tons of fucking movies that don't have that, that I also love. Um, like, um, Psycho is fairly bloodless. We've covered that. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's been, there's, there's definitely examples. Um, but I just, I'm just saying for my personal taste. Um, so it's like, but watching that, it's like, I care a little about the characters. Um, even though I still feel like, good God, they spent a lot of time on Hutcherson, his like fucking, like his whole neuroses. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I was just like, I just want to see animatronics fuck people up. Why is that so much for me to ask for? <laughs> uh, what the fuck, Jason Blum? What have I done to you personally? Um, <laughs> but, um, but when we watched them, um, the thing that I came across most with Banana Splits was that even though obviously they're not like the most three-dimensional characters you'll ever see in a movie, um, the fact that like they did make the characters in Banana Splits movie likable um, while also um, giving me cool kills, that put that on the top of the pile for me, which I wouldn't have said before. Because when I first watched it, I was just like, whatever about it watching all three of them kind of in succession or at least in like close proximity um, kind of gave me a new appreciation for the Man of Splits movie where like, cause because it's like, it gets the dub because it has to me uh, the most engaging characters mixed with 
the best possible violence. So it's like that's that to me is like the ideal way to do this, like the way to execute the concept. Um, but like, I still, as I said, like I was just like I still think um, there is stuff in Willy's Wonderland that is incredibly solid um, and very entertaining. Um, I do think it's funny, like they apparently were going to try to release it in theaters before the pandemic. So I'm just like, I feel like if this had been released on a bigger scale, it would have been very quickly pointed out how much of a ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's it was. Whereas when it was kind of allowed to fly into the radar, yeah. um, it was like kind of everybody kind of gave it a pass. Um, I definitely think it does deserve kind of the, the, the kind of cult audience it's built up because yeah. I feel like people kind of unfairly just kind of like shit on it when it came out. Um, which I thought was weird. Um, so I was like, I don't know what you were expecting walking into this. Like I was like, and I, I don't, and I, I don't mean this in like an, in any kind of a negative way, but I was just like, it was, it's a fucking Nicolas Cage fighting animatronics movie. Like what were you expecting? Like King fucking Lear? Like, I don't really, I don't, I don't <laughs> know what your thought process was. Like, yes, it's just like, yes, they were expecting King Lear in shit. Well, it's like I'm saying, like, it's like. It's like it's like the whole thing of just doing the movie that is the best possible version of the movie, and they made the best possible version of this concept. Mm. Like, what else do you want? No, nah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think like you know, it it, you know, it it gets more like you know loved in banana splits. Like, like I said before, Nicolas Cage, and also it came out that time where it's just like the 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 new Cage Renaissance, the Cage Renaissance, yeah. if you call it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, the, like. I know you mentioned other movies, but like, uh, like there was also Mandy that came around at this yep. time. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you had this and Mandy, and uh, what was the other ones you mentioned? Pig, uh, Pig, um, yeah. And then the yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there, I mean, there, I mean, okay. I will freely admit it was an incredibly mixed bag. Like the the era of like what I think I guess is over now because uh, now he's back in big movies. But um, where like you had cool movies like legitimately good movies uh like like pig or like bad lieutenant port of call new orleans um like Werner herzog's movie yeah and then you have fucking weird fucking choices like fucking jujitsu and like, willie's wonderland and then you like it's like it's it was so all over the place that it was i think it made really interesting um time to kind of look at nicholas cage and just kind of like watch the kind of bizarre choices that he was making for whatever reason um but i would say like this is the one that i feel like people looked at the wrong way because it was like well I actually i guess the one that people looked at the most the wrong way but i think people mostly just kind of figured out that it was still good but i think um everybody thought that pig going into it people thought it was gonna be like john wick but with yeah. a pig instead of a dog and when they figured out it wasn't that i think like, a lot of people still respected it yeah. um Whereas, like, this was the one that was, like, I feel like people were really weird about, where it's just, like, I don't know what you were expecting. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, he was making, it's it's a big, ridiculous fucking movie, and they made a big, ridiculous movie. Like, it's not, it's the it's the kind of movie that, like, actually, it being a ripoff actually makes it even make, make even more sense, um, is, it kind of reminds me of growing up. Um, and like getting like full moon features and like other like kind of direct video movies, this would have been like that. Like this would have yeah. been on the video store horror shelf. And it's like the better version of that. Like it's not like the fucking like asylum version of that. It's like the actual, we're like, we're doing a real movie that is, yes, it's a ripoff of this concept, but it's a real movie with a real yeah. fucking movie star in it. 
Yeah, like this, like to be honest, is essentially uh, demonic toys. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying demonic because demonic toys is basically almost the same concept, except that uh, instead of like you know, killer animatronics, it's killer fucking you know children's toys. You know, what I'm saying, uh, and like instead of getting like somebody like Tracy Scoggins, you know, what I'm saying, or like Tim Thomerson, they got Nicholas fucking Cage in yes. there. You know, what I'm saying, and. Nicholas Cage, you know, saying being the, the the genius that he is, like understands the material. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you know he he's an actor who's just like who just you know accidentally wandered into it. Like he openly came into there because it's like, nah, this is cool. I'll do this. You know what I'm saying? But like you know, let, let let's 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 try to make it like you know weird artsy, like you know. But also you know, I'm using that as an excuse because the my all my dialogue is terrible, so I'm not gonna say a fucking word of it. You know what I'm saying? And actually make it more interesting for that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, nah, like I definitely uh, agree with everything you said. That you know, this is like what I was saying earlier with the this is Evil Dead Two. It's like I love Evil Dead Two. You know what I'm saying? Like all the Evil Dead movies, but it's just like. You're, you're kind of more interested in, in it when it's just Ash by himself. Yeah. And then when, like, the other characters show up, you, you just, eh. You know, like, like all the, like, you know, just him by himself and shit with the, with the monsters works better uh, than when actual cannon fodder shows up. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, like, yeah, like, I... Me putting it as my least favorite is not like, like I said, a comment on it. It's just, I, I really do dig it. You know what I'm saying? And like, Patrick hit the nail right in the head when it's like, like it's like a full moon feature. Uh, like in, in the year of our Lord, 2020, 2021. Um, where it's just like, it, it, it's, it's a better full moon feature now than an actual full moon feature now because like, yeah. The, the the shit that they're doing now is just like Charles Band. What the fuck is you doing? You know, saying like you you gave us the doll man and demonic toys and shit and like puppet master. Oh yeah, puppet master and shit. I mean, he's still doing puppet master, but like yeah. you know, that's just like his cash cow. And like he's doing more uh um uh subspecies movies now. Like he just did part five. Uh, he's doing a Barbenheimer movie, an actual Barbenheimer movie, yeah. and it's just like. And then he he did that fucking coronavirus movie, Corona Zombies. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like like during the pandemic, and it's just like, oh my lord. Uh, and it's just like, th- this is the movie that just like remember when Full Moon actually did great movies, and then they made a great Full Moon movie without it being a Full Moon movie. So it's just like when you said that, I was just like, yeah, no, you're absolutely 100 percent correct. I, I I totally agree with that assessment. You know. It's just this one happens to have fucking the, the, the great Nicolas Cage doing great Nicolas Cage shit in it. You know what I'm saying? And he's not, like, he's not saying a word, but he's obviously having fun. The, yes. the, the, I, 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 I refuse to believe that he did not have fun making this movie. It's me being a, a, a silent Western badass fucking fucking up evil animatronics. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, that's, that's, that's pinball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you could tell he probably had the most fun uh, shooting those scenes playing the pinball. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, I refuse to believe Nicolas Cage did not have a blast making this movie. And he probably was only on set for like fucking four days anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, almost like, like 75% of the budget went to the four days he was on set. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but, um, yeah, nah, yeah, I, I, I really do. I, I dig, uh, Willie's Wonderland a lot, but it's just like, as, as Patrick was stating, it's just like, with 
I to to my own personal heart, you know, sensibilities, I prefer banana splits, you know, over uh this one and Five Nights at Freddy's. It, it just, you know, it gives me what I need. Like it it, you know, settles that craving that I have for just being a sick fuck and watching people get sawed in half and their gut spilling out on the floor. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's my shit. You know, and 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 that's the one that gave it to me. So you're the winner. <laughs> yes. No, I agree. That thing is like I was like I uh my order is probably um banana splits and then Willis Winterland and then five days of Freddy's, which Zoe, if you ever hear of this, please don't yell at me. Um but um it's nothing against that. It's just like I my as I said, like my natural inclination when it comes to horror is I'm like, if you're not going to if you okay. If you can give me legitimately frightening stuff, whether you have gore or not, I don't care. If you can't, then please give me wall-to-wall blood and gore. Like, at the very least, I'll still be entertained. The problem is, when you give me neither of those things, I get really bored. And it's just like, and I'm not having a good time. Um, So please, just give me at least one of those, like, aspects. I don't care which one. Um, And I think, um, like, the, the FNAF movie is cool. And I think it's like it, the effects. I think are great. Um, you have Matthew Lillard, and you have like it's it's a good cast. Like I would just like um, it definitely has strengths. Um, but like um, I would put it at the bottom of the pile just because like the actual execution to me it's not frightening nor particularly like it just doesn't really fit my sensibilities. Um, yeah. Whereas Willy's Wonderland fits my sensibilities. It just also doesn't have characters I give a fuck about with the exception of Nicolas Cage. Um, but like the stuff that Nicolas Cage versus animatronics, I'm all in. Yeah. Um, and then Banana Splits, um, you give me both. Where it's like I have characters that I have investment in and you gave me cool gore. So it's like, in that respect, it wins. Um, so yeah, so I definitely would say, but I would say um, if you didn't like Five Nights at Freddy's, you should check out Willy's Wonderland and or Banana Split Movie. If you did like Five Nights at Freddy's, you should check out Willy's Wonderland and or Banana Split Movie. Because I think regardless of what your feelings were on Five Nights at Freddy's, there's a strong chance that this will, like that one, one or both of these movies will scratch whatever itch that you either didn't get scratched or got scratched sufficiently. But either way, I think that people should watch all through. Like, I think that they're all worth your time. Absolutely, absolutely. And with that, I will uh, finally wrap this epic triple feature uh, up. <laughs> um, we hope that you've enjoyed. Um, we um, can be found um, in terms of social media, basically literally everywhere at this point. We have Facebook. Um, obviously, we're most prolific on Twitter, but I do try to keep, and actually I guess Instagram might do a lot and you do a lot on TikTok, um, but I try to keep the blue sky uh, updated uh, pretty regularly um, as well. So basically, and the, obviously the Facebook as well. So yeah, so like any place you're looking for us, you can probably find us there. Same goes for um, the actual show itself. If you're listening to us on Spotify, that is our home, that makes sense. Um, but you can also find us uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Audible, and on Music. Um, anywhere you probably go looking for us, you can probably find us there. And with all of that said, we will see you next time. Uh